0: hey this is episode 185 of the collector's quest podcast in this episode we are looking back at the craziest year in video game collecting you thought it was 2020 it was actually 2021 who knows what is going to happen this year the prices and trends of this year were like 2020 but doubled again it was insane so we're going to talk about it the best stuff we did talk about old collector's quest episode was what we think is happening in 2022 let's go back to another episode of collector's quest i'm tyler here with johnny and stefan it's the year end extravaganza guys Woo! Whoa! Yeah. happy new year it is december 23rd and you know what that means we're late to do an end of year stuff because you do end of year stuff <laughs> in like early december because by this time eh, everyone's over it end of year basically already happened right nope
1: no, no, it's, uh, we'll be out, like, right on time. The year will be ending, and this episode will go up, and people will be like, ah, oh, that's cool, the year is ending. Christmas yeah, has I, happened, and...
2: I, I feel like we're on on par for our normal release for this oh, we're episode. on par. Oh, we, we're we, certainly we, on par, because we, we put
0: are. it out right around New Year's. But I bet, like, every website has their game of the year out. And, like, alright, at this point, alright, you've played every game, it's basically Christmas time, so everything had to be out by late November. But, like, the Game Awards, yeah, whenever no. that happens, not everything was out. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, that was ridiculous, but the, this is all like chasing the Black Friday when Black Friday was suddenly starting Wednesdays at like 3 a.m. It was just everybody's trying to beat everybody else. I'm not trying to beat anybody. Uh, our content stands on its own, and I'm not worried about it being redundant.
0: The Spotify sent out "You're like, here's the shit you listened to this year. Like, hello, Spotify, the year's still going. What? What are you talking about? It's not like music isn't coming out and I'm not listening to music anymore. I don't even use Spotify. I'm complaining for no reason. But I just yeah, want to complain just, about yeah. something. You
2: complain about weird shit.
1: <laughs> I'm just, well, it's it's true. Like I could have got that email on January 1 and it would still be, I wouldn't question that. I'd be like, oh, this is what I listened to this year. I wouldn't be like, why are they so late sending this to me? I would be like, well, wow, this was delivered exactly promptly. Instead, I'm like, why is this so early? Isn't there more time left? Are they skewing their stats? Do they hold a different year than I do? Also, I hate operating in different calendars because I have to do that at work. I'm like on a fiscal year calendar, the company, uh, or the actual calendar, and then like a retail calendar. It's awful.
0: I have no fucking idea what Q four is. Sometimes those manager types talk about that, and I Google it every time.
1: Uh, Q four. It depends when your company's fiscal year is. Unless oh, they're it's talking about every
2: company? calendar year. <laughs> can it's, be it's the like fourth water. iteration of QAnon. no that's
0: that. i'm in are we talking about how i'm joining QAnon, guys <laughs> no. man yeah, i Tyler... got boosted and it sucked don't get vaccinated <laughs> i'm gonna have to cut so that, much easier just <laughs> a is that
1: really you just you just, <laughs> just came out being like don't get
0: yeah definitely get vaccinated if the booster sucked <laughs> that much i bet getting covid and dying is so much worse
2: tell us I, you're from t- North Carolina <laughs> without telling us you're from North Carolina
0: <laughs> oh my god oh wow
1: alright well that's politics I didn't <laughs> want in the show but
0: alright here we are Hey, uh, can cool. I talk plan, can I plan talk about at least a that day can... off after you get your booster folks
2: can I, yeah. uh, can I talk about something that I did yesterday that has nothing to do with anything but I liked it and I want to talk about it sure it's your show too Cool. So I went to uh, Mystery Science Theater three thousand live last night, and I will say, if you are a fan of that show, that uh, the live show is definitely worth going to. I had a whole lot of fun. It was probably the most like consistent piece of comedy from that from that uh, property that I've that I've ever experienced. Because I think they like shop the jokes like as they go throughout the tour. So like. The you know the further in they go, the sort of more fine tuned the show is, and I just had a, I had a lot of fun, and I just wanted to say if you have the opportunity to go see the live show, they're on tour right now, and uh, it's worth going to.
0: Uh, I don't know who's in that show. Uh, who actually hosts that?
2: Uh, it's so they have a, a girl named Emily who's doing like specifically for the touring show that she's, she's the host for that.
0: <gasps> Okay, I had no idea. I would have just figured it's Joel or Mike because that's all I fucking know, Stefan.
2: So Joel is the executive producer of both the, the live show and the, the uh, I was going to say Netflix show, but it's not on Netflix anymore, but the the recurring uh, seasons of the show. but uh, So he'll pop in from time to time um jonah ray does the hosting for the show uh like the the television show and he he like it was in los angeles obviously so he popped in as like a guest star but i don't think he he doesn't tour with the show but uh, so yeah they have a, a girl specifically that does uh that does uh thanks for for that
0: immediately after i said that i thought you're gonna tell me well tyler joel's dead so what do you think he's doing now because it's not like <laughs> no. i keep up with what's going on in mystery science theater 3000
2: yeah, no, he uh he is the executive producer of all things, Mr. Science Theater. Johnny,
0: Joel or Mike? Ooh. Uh
1: was Mike the first host? Oh yeah. my
0: god. Joel's the first host. Mike replaced him. Mike was is Mike, Mike, Mike is the, is the first blonde. Host? Mike's the blonde.
1: Mike, okay. No, I it's Joel for me all the way.
0: I think. Mike did such a good job replacing Joel. I think he's maybe like equal. I enjoy all the episodes so much, but Mike being able to follow up Joel is really impressive. So maybe I'm just gonna tilt it to Mike, even though they're pretty much the same to me. I I wish I had a stronger opinion. I love having strong opinions. Yeah, I don't, that's
1: the thing. Like it's all fine.
2: Uh, They're just so different. Like Joel has such a, like it's a more like slower methodical delivery. Um, where Mike is like a more of like a zinger guy to me. Right. And, and, and I think like the show, the writing for the show was so different, uh, for the two of them that I don't know. I, I think I prefer the comedic style of, of Mike's writing more, but, um, we did it. That's our show guys. That's it. Uh, We,
1: we, we've completely talked about it. (laughs) Um,
0: we're done. We're out. Well, right? uh, before you go, uh, did anything happen this year? So let me uh, <laughs> no. let me actually start with the first thing on our list. How about that? Intellivision television, Amico, guys, that's did it come out? Th- I,
2: okay. I seriously said, are we actually going <laughs> to talk no, about this? Because I don't only want to
0: bringing it up because Stefan doesn't want to talk about it.
2: I wasn't it's actually going to talk so, about the Intellivision Amico. It's, it's so not. It's non-news. It was uh, supposed
0: to it. be out by now, I think. But that's a thing you could have said at like a hundred points in history. Um, uh, if it had, I genuinely think if it had physical cartridges or any kind of physical media, it would be collectible in the future as like this obscure weird ass thing, but it's just going to die as like a plug and play toy because it's all digital.
1: Untrue. Untrue. And I will cite you a weird console that was kind of mainstream and did have some carts and, um, you know, you could use it as a comparison. What? The, <laughs> the R zone. The R the R Zone had carts, had huge properties, not at all collectible.
0: R Zone, like, was it? Is it that obscure though? I mean, I feel like R Zone was kind of popular. I remember wanting an R-Zone. You know, R Zone.
1: I- like, I don't want to, I don't want to waste all of our talk on R Zone. But there are some collectible <laughs> R Zone games, just
0: Panzer Dragoon.
2: I, I think, I, I think the R Zone probably just exited the popular consciousness rather quickly, right? So, like, maybe even though it was popular at the time, like, I. I, I would hazard to guess that most people, if you were like, hey, you no, remember I, that
1: R-Zone? Don't, don't spoil it. We have a So You Want to Collect R-Zone coming up.
0: <laughs> well, you literally just spoiled it, but okay. We
1: might have no, been like done. the first people. Ta-da. I don't want you to spoil the content of that show because there's not a lot to talk about. <laughs> that's oh, right. So. We'll
2: just tack it on to the end.
1: <laughs> no, no, that's a real episode coming. <laughs>
0: All right, Johnny, I'm, I'm out of my zingers. It's time to just hand over host control to you. I don't
1: want
2: it. All right. You keep it. I'm sorry. What the hell is number two?
0: Uh, Pivoty pop, pop, pop. The, the Wada Pop report came out and changed everything oh. that we know about the video game market in that right? everyone was just mm-hmm. kind of like, eh, or, ooh, sealed games.
2: Everyone was Right.
0: Everyone was right. Yeah. So because everyone was right, no one changed their behavior. Maybe people spent, I, there were people who spent like more on like, you spent random money bullshit. on things. Did I? On, oh, yes. yes. I bought Ralph Ball things. Baby and Splunker. Two hits. Dumb. Did you get that, uh, now, that Jeopardy? Like, I, I did not get a Jeopardy. I, I might already have a Jeopardy. It just seems like a game that you would have, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. You could imagine looking I, you at yourself and being like, like We yep, spent Jeopardy. a lot of
1: time talking about Jeopardy last year on the Christmas at the end of year episode. Oh, yeah. Do we have to well, do it now? Was that, Stephen, that when you uh, shamed got me for money. collecting
2: Alex Trebek autograph? You shamed yourself. <laughs> oh, that's right. I did. That was my shameful purchase. Yes. <laughs> Fucking F- buying to. a dead guy's autograph. <laughs> yeah. All right.
1: Um,. Yeah. So the other thing about the pop report that it did was uh, exactly what we said it would and put things like only two in the pop, like in eBay listings and stuff and on all the Facebook groups, which is exactly what I wanted to read as people like try to think of new and inventive ways to sell their garbage wares.
0: Uh, Yeah. And you could just get more and more specific with that variant and say one, only one, only zero. But only then you have to one grade of these uh,
1: oval seals graded for, um, you know, golf power. It's the only one in the pop. <laughs> I mean, it,
0: it probably it. is. Golf power is probably it. not common. Johnny, speaking of sealed games, uh, we saw like the highest game sell ever, like four times or something.
1: Never happened. I think. Yeah, we we record breaking prices every other week for like a
0: month. Uh, yeah, so much that I like can't even remember how many times sealed games sold for ridiculous money. It was like Zelda.
1: Right, the first one was well, the first one was like Mario, but then like Zelda was it like the weird second print Zelda that won? no, so it,
0: Zelda predated Mario by either like hours or like one day, I don't remember, but it like was and, completely overblown by Mario no, 64. I mean the
1: first the first record was Mario right that that we were like judging it against was no we' were judging against the initial Mario sale for a hundred thousand
0: that was no longer the highest by the beginning of no the i I, don't, I remember. don't remember what the hell it was.
1: Anyways, yeah, then we went Zelda and then Mario and like then Mario 64 just like came and took a big dump all over everything. (laughs) Um,
2: That sale was crazy, too, because like I the one thing that I like almost immediately noticed is that like even like the conductors of the hype train like stopped and went, oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what the? What? Well, <laughs> like, there, There's like he,
0: Wade like... is one conductor of the hype train, and he was like, "Oh yeah." <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: oh well, man, like, I think you know, know what, what I mean. Like that, that that Zelda, the folks man.
2: that the the folks that were always like, you know, like, oh yeah, all these prices totally make sense. Like all those people who were just like, like yeah, you know, sky's the limit, and like even even that crowd was just like, oh um, uh, what?
0: I, like, I like any the- other game, people would have been like more excited. It could have been fucking gumshoe, and they'd been like, "Ah, there's only one sticker sealed gumshoe in the world." <laughs>
2: yeah, that makes sense.
0: <laughs> you could say if there's only one of something, you just say that to any price. Like, oh, I paid a billion dollars for gumshoe. Oh, there's only one. Yeah, that makes sense.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. Okay.
0: Um, and the uh, the less. The more forgotten, because it's not as funny as Mario 64 being the most collectible game on planet Earth, I believe there was a $2 million private sale for a 9.8 hangtab Mario sold by Rally to someone, I guess. Uh, cool, alright. I mean, sealed hangtabs are rare. As the pop report proved, fuck your oval seals. Um... And then uh, the funny follow-up to this is that Otis had a fractional thing for like a, ma- a sealed Mario sixty-four, and it like clearly was not going to meet the goals after like obviously the sealed price of Mario sixty-four did not live up to one point five million dollars, and they had to pull it for sale. Loved it. Oh, uh,
1: can I mention something? Like I know we do this later, but I'll mention something we got right. What did we get right? Now I'll save it. I'll save it. I'll, I'll save <laughs> okay, it. No, save we'll, it. Well, will I'll save it for for later. Yeah. Why but, have uh, a natural a conversation? Thing. I mean
0: gotta leave yeah. it nice and structured
1: um so you want to talk about uh how bad the price trends prices are that you put up here because they cannot be right
0: um well first johnny <laughs> let's talk about uh the biggest winners and losers in games from the year with our data okay. thanks to game value now brought to you by go collect
1: Okay, but first, <laughs> the most you,
2: accurate up-to-date data. Before
1: there is. you tell people that the average CIB price of a NES game is, I think you should think that forty-five dollars times oh six hundred and seventy-seven is thirty thousand. Not what? anywhere near what a complete set would cost.
0: You're like fighting about the wrong. We're not even talking about this yet. But what? Are, what are you I'm talking di- about, Johnny? Since you're derailing okay. the conversation I wanted to have.
1: Oh, I'm just saying. You like you? You're talking. You just said. What we can't do the ups and downs because game value now sucks, right? Yes. Okay, so move on to the next thing. No. what well, right we now.
0: have to explain what the fuck we're talking about because this wasn't in last year's podcast. Okay, go ahead. Game value now added like a market movers section to their website where they show you like trends in games, so you you could like filter the data. The interface seems amazing. I could I could go to. A time span of one year and I could look at what prices moved up the most in the past one year like on paper wow look at all this information that sounds awesome so there's a bunch of like obvious like wrong stuff and then the first real thing is like Power Blade for NES went from $93 to $400 and I'm like wow that is a point of data if Power Blade is now a $400 game and so I click it and there has been like either zero or one sale in 2021. And it was like for $175. It was like the price of power blade. Uh, so I don't know how game value now works. The prices just seem wrong and made up. So we cannot track individual game prices. One I mean, day, we did- one day someone will figure this the fuck out.
1: We we talked about this a little bit last time when they first put this thing on and remember like the six month data was like more was greater than the one-year data in some areas for some reason uh, in their accounts. We're like, hmm. <laughs> so things are still going I mean, weird. There.
0: Price charting is pretty fucked too. But.
1: Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. You this your price charting price says the average nest game is forty five dollars right now compared to last year's thirty one dollars. Forty five times six hundred and seventy seven. What is that number? I have no idea, because who cares? Thirty thousand dollars—that's less than the price of a stadium event, which would definitely be in that data.
0: Well, it sounds so sound, maybe they already excluded right. stadium events or something, Johnny. Even
1: if they excluded stadium events, that <laughs> wouldn't be correct. <laughs> okay, well, here.
0: I don't know where they get their numbers from. We just look at the magic graphs, Johnny. They feel right. They feel no, right. I'm
1: wrong. It's wrong. <laughs> Don't look at those prices. The average price of a like <laughs> you can assume that the average price of a NES game is like probably somewhere in the 80 to 100 dollar range. <laughs> yeah. <domestically. laughs>
2: When you do like very like intense basic basic arithmetic at Tyler like that, I just imagine you with like a, like an old school adding machine, like, like, <laughs> just an abacus, just like, <laughs> ching! Look! you know, like with a big lever. <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, yeah, I feel like I go in like. I hit that teacher mode where everybody has been wrong in the class for like an hour and you just covered it. And you're like, why the fuck is everybody so wrong?
2: You're like breaking chalk on the chalkboard. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You're like, am I failing them or are they failing me? I don't know where I am right now. (laughs) Like on the spectrum. And then you like just start to like aggressively explain things to people. There's a lot of sharp pointing yeah if there was like one of those sticks, I would be aggressively <laughs> be gesturing at the blackboard right now for you kids uh, who are still in school, that's uh, your smart board um, that your <laughs> teacher uses <laughs> has connected to a computer. I'm just kidding, teachers are technophobes. they still use fucking blackboards they're the worst. Um, yeah what's well, not well don't don't start me on a teacher rant and and like because I get really mad about uh, their technophobia and and how it's holding back education. And how books are uh, a huge scam and how public domain is everything they work off of but somehow still pay like $4,000 a school book. I don't know. Figure it out. Anyways, um, sorry to derail all that. I just didn't want to get into all these prices if they're all cle- clearly wrong, Tyler. All right.
0: Maybe all the prices are clearly wrong because it's impossible to track the prices of games. So we could, if we uh, but- pretended that this was trending in the right direction, I think it makes sense what the data
1: Directionally We'll say directionally accurate. Sure,
0: I think we've said that this on this podcast before.
1: Yes, we have. Yeah. So, As NES, someone who works in statistics and bad data, sometimes you have to say these things.
0: NES went up about 50%, which fucking nuts for one year. SNES Complete & Box went up like a third. N64 and GameCube went up like a quarter. And then we you and we kind of ticked up just a little bit, switch dead flat, absolutely the same. So, the older you go back the more hot gains you saw on your asset investments. This was the single craziest year in video games, which is surprising cuz after 2020, you would have thought like, wow, nothing's going to top that and then this somehow did. I couldn't I remember thinking in February like, I think things really started kicking off in like February. Uh, like how, how are things going up again? It makes no sense. They already went up. How can they go up even more? But here we are.
1: Yeah. I mean, last year we speculated about the stimulus being there. Stefan, you came in and said, you think with the stimulus, uh, the last stimulus coming in. And I said, maybe also with the taxes, we might see some more increases, but no, it's, everything just st- still stayed on fire. But the, the fire of this year compared to 2021, it was on a shorter time frame. Uh, cause 2020 was like really an eight month period where everything went insane. So all the changes seemed so much more dramatic and they were bigger, right? There was a lot more volatile. It just was, everything became crazy and 2021 was crazy, but that, that uh, trend line was a little, little like uh, it less spiky it just was consistently moving
0: what? Look, up. you look look at any price well look at these very real directionally accurate price graphs and all of them are like a spike straight up in 2021
1: i i know but like compared to 2020 like there it's a spike coming off it, it just that i'm saying it doesn't feel that way like all the prices ground out like playstation 2 came down a little bit and then trended back up like we saw a lot of regression and then like or we were, remember, at, even at the end of last year, we were seeing regression in a lot of these prices. They were starting to tumble a little bit, not down all the way. And even we said that, like after you have a big spike, it's never going back to quote unquote normal or good prices. It's just going to regress a little bit. And we started to see that, especially in in disk based systems. Mm. And then it uh, then it stopped doing that and went the other way in this year, which is insane. I don't. I don't understand how everything is still going up. Like 2021 was not a banger year for uh, people's finances. Like, Mm -hmm. sure. uh, There was some stimulus and some things happened and people gained some money, but everybody like in the whole world is experiencing uh, the continuing supply chain crunch and uh, the dramatic increase of the cost of living and, you know, inflation like it, Inflation is real. The cost of gas in Southern California is five dollars a gallon in some places. Um, it was, which was weird, Stefan, because I, uh, you know, where we live, and it's about five dollars a gallon here. And then mm-hmm. I literally went into the mountains, nowhere like harder to get gas. Uh, you know, you would think it would be much worse, and it was like fifty cents cheaper. I'm like, I'm literally mm-hmm. nowhere. How like, I, I Where I mean, are we it, live, kind of close maybe to a ports. supply thing. Yeah, I don't. I yeah, maybe just the demand, but I was just like, wow, I... Like, normally, if you're, like, on the road and you're, like, middle of nowhere, they can jack those gas prices up, but that was not what was happening. In the city where there was to gas stations of my choosing, I was paying higher gas prices, which seemed crazy to me. Anyways, the point being, inflation has been crazy, everything's been going up, the price, the cost of living is going up, especially, you know, uh, in coastal areas, so... What the f? Well, I mean, how you would, are all these prices still
0: going up? Wouldn't you expect inflation to also increase the price of video games?
1: Not exactly, because it's a collectible, right? So that means people have to have expendable money to buy collectibles,
0: or they put it put their investment money into physical assets as a hedge against inflation. P-
1: possibly, I don't know how to-
0: like markets work. What's inflation, what- Johnny? how come gold goes up in price when inflation happens what what causes that to happen
1: this 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 is not that podcast okay (laughs) we are not an economic podcast uh not here to definitely explain um the volatility of markets and how inflation works and and what rises counter to inflation and because of inflation and like where people start parking their money and why stocks like we could get into it but um and while I have a firm grasp, not a teacher's grasp, on that.
0: All right, so. Johnny. Just a a couple more uh, fake data points here. Genesis CIB yeah, from seven to uh, seventeen to twenty two. That was another huge spike in terms of percentage. Uh, Turbo Graphics. For some reason, you wanted me to put this. No one cares about Turbo Graphics anymore. Eighty eight dollars to one hundred nine dollars. Shout out to like Jeff Masser or Andrew Brim, if they're listening to
2: this, because. <laughs> Well, they're not anymore because you just said that nobody cares. Uh, Andrew will put us on in the weren't. background
0: any day. Uh, PS one One twelve to fifteen dollars, percentage wise, that's an enormous jump, twenty five percent. PS Two ten to twelve bucks. PS 3 Three eleven to thirteen bucks. PS Three games are more expensive than PS Two games. What the fuck is going on?
1: Yeah, see, that that's like all this data is wrong. All, all, I, like
0: <sighs> I know that's that's brought up by like weird collectible editions and stuff. But like, there's. I know this data is wrong, but also I know it's it's based on something. And the price of an SNES game being thirty five dollars, an N sixty four game being thirty three dollars. Maybe those aren't the real prices, but they're close. And god oh, damn, the SNES library is so much better than N sixty four. N sixty four has so much goddamn wrestling and racing trash. How are they even comparable?
1: They well, people like the N64 um, for reasons. Um, not good reasons. Uh, nostalgia. I mean, nostalgia is a fine reason, but um, yeah, I, I don't think the yeah. the numbers are actually that close. And I, I think Super Nintendo also, none of these things talk about condition and um,
2: yeah, I don't know people like, I think it's the, I think it's the same reason like th- th- that it's always been. It's, it's, you know, th- those, those kids have money now. Like it's it's their it's that age bracket's turn, right? Like but same reason why there's a work. whole generation of people who swear to God that the that the prequel trilogy in Star Wars is good, uh, when it's not, it's trash, yes. for trash people. Okay. uh and it's the same thing i've always said n64 is a trash console for trash people and it's a uh,
1: garbage system for garbage people that's a quote that's right. here from collector's quest uh, right. in an early episode with cat you can yep. find me just dumping on uh the n64 still doing it guys that's called consistency
2: that's right and appropriate that we would do it at our year end, at our year end just to yeah. you know make sure just we get so it in know. there one more time still trash yeah,
1: yeah. Everything but. that the N64 did has been done, done better somewhere else. Stop playing the N64.
0: If you took, like, a representative sample of, like, the world population and asked them, what is the greatest system of all time? And they had to, like, back it up with reasons and data. They'd you cha- cannot they'd tell cha- me more the fuck people up, would nerd. pick N64 than Super Nintendo. <laughs> I think they you can't just might. Be, oh, I just... grew up with N64. It has Zelda. It's the best system ever. Remember GoldenEye?
2: Look, they would if they hadn't played any of the Super Nintendo titles, which yeah. a lot of them haven't.
1: Yeah. So I think one, you're into like a generational shift there, and you there's also some acceptance thing. Like these were all kids who grew up with video games forever, their whole life. There was just like this kind of state of video games. Oh yeah, God. sure Atari was there when I was but it, like everybody wasn't playing video games at every age group. You know, not in mass, right? Like at the N64 time, you had the people who had aged out of Nintendo into into the Super Nintendo and the N64, they'd become adults. So now you like you have this swath of adult gamers, not just teenage gamers and kid gamers. So I just think the age groups were aligning there by the time the n64 hit so you just have a different social perception of video games by the time the n64 comes out
0: johnny you're getting me sad thinking about this because for some reason it makes me think about the fact that no one's ever going to play all these
2: fucking old games like people watch old well, movies it's just like i mean it's just like any media right like for instance <clears throat> the maltese falcon is an excellent movie tyler what do you think of the maltese falcon i don't fucking know it's great. Exactly, Humphrey Bogart.
1: Uh, like they're just <laughs> exactly awesome. my point. You my yeah. You have not though. seen the
2: film. Yeah, that's all.
1: Never awesome. seen the Maltese Falcon.
2: That's, but that. there's was my point. Of course, he hasn't. He's too young.
1: Do you know why I watched... I mean, I was too young for the Maltese Falcon. Uh, just to put that into perspective.
2: I mean,
0: I I've so watched a, a bunch know. of old movies. I'm just more into horror.
1: Yeah. Do you know why I saw the Maltese Falcon? Because it sounded a lot like the Millennium Falcon <laughs> when You're I was a kid. A so I idiot. wanted to see it. <laughs> I, oh, your five-year-old self was an <laughs> idiot. Thanks, Tyler. <laughs> you five-year-old, you was fucking stupid. Hilarious. You're like, Yeah, I was like, what? I'm like, I wonder, like, dude, just kid brain. And I told my mom I wanted to watch it, and we fucking watched it.
0: When does this get good? Why isn't it in color?
1: I liked it. You got to remember, I'm the same kid who was like, oh, yeah, let's definitely watch Amadeus. Like, <laughs> like when we were Amadeus, renting- yeah. Like on Betamax, I
2: think. Yeah.
1: When you had to like rent VCRs.
2: Let's sit down and watch Excalibur.
1: Uh, dude, are you kidding me? Excalibur was on my like rotation as a
2: kid. <laughs> it's like, so
1: slow, dude. So slow, I, I loved like that and Dragon Slayer. I thought was oh, fucking Dragon great.
2: Dragon Slayer is good. So yeah. like,
1: and this is as a Frog, little kid. Super like,
2: good.
1: yeah, I was like that and Conan, yeah. fucking Sword
2: and Sorcery. Anything if it had a sword in it. Count me in. Tyler, how many of the movies that we just mentioned have you seen?
0: Oh, you're you're not talking about like fucking Criterion Collection all-time classic shit, so I have no idea. Uh, Dragon Slayer, no, but- that's a fucking PC-88 game. What are you talking about? Uh, anyway.
1: Uh, yeah, probably based on the movie.
2: My point is, is that people who are outside the generation for a thing don't tend to go back and look at those things unless they have a specific reason to do so.
0: But it's it's a lot easier for me to go get the Blu-ray of the Maltese Falcon and watch it for an hour and a half than it would be for someone to play through like Final Fantasy.
1: Which is why I keep telling you that accessibility is important, and why remasters and ports go. No, because they just there are also
0: people who just won't play it because they're like ah, it's fucking old.
1: Yeah, there's always going to be those people. They're called kids and teenagers and shitty 20 yeah. somethings. This is like ugh, They're called old the things. current demographic. <laughs> yeah, they're just you know, I remember being like sixteen and being like, Man, forty is pretty old. It's like pretty old, guys. Like, can you believe how old 40 is? Like when I hit 40, I think I am hoping I'm dead by like 50. She'll be so old. No. Oh, I was wrong. Like you have no perspective. That's why being young is stupid. Being young is the
0: worst. Stuck being young. Yeah. Hurry up and people, die. I,
1: yeah. People oversell being young. There, There's definitely some good things, but I, you know, every year of my life has pretty much been better. So I'm always like, yeah, let's keep doing this aging thing, I guess.
2: <laughs> so is that what the, <laughs> that's the decision you make every year? Let's yeah, just I'm keep like, doing hey, the aging
1: thing. Run it back that's right <laughs> we hit we hit my birthday on october 11th. i'm like i think i'm gonna run it back yeah, again. you know what? let's do not, this again. not
2: feeling this let's go back
1: yeah, yeah well, no let's keep it going let's keep this going <laughs> one more year every that's every time hmm. it's like uh, i feel like i'm on one of those like you just won a championship in some sport on the parade and we're telling i'm telling the the people out there the fans it's like i'm gonna do it again one more year we're, we're going back to back so <laughs> anyways
0: guys i've totally seen dragon slayer i'm looking it up i like don't even know i must have been like five years old when we got this from blockbuster oh you're idiot (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, anyways let's get more into the uh end of year stuff what else do we got end of year stuff we fucking have digressed into realms unknown
0: what were we even talking about Uh, PS3 prices, remember that PS3 shutdown panic? Was that this year? Because, I mean, who the fuck cares anymore about
1: that? Yeah, we we did a whole episode on that, and then they fixed it like a day later. (laughs)
0: Like, I mean, I guess it might have impacted prices, but probably not any more than 2021 in general.
1: Uh, Yeah, it it did have an effect. PS3 prices jumped. PS3 prices were moving.
0: Uh, all right, let's uh, wait. Let's go to an individual game. Maybe we can get a better idea. Let's look at like Folklore. That's definitely one that jumped up, right? Yep. That's a $55. Wow. Okay, look at that spike. Okay. It went from, according to the fake data, $36 to $90 for like two months. And now it's back uh, down wh- to $55. Wh-
1: which side are you on? I'm on price charting. Okay, I'm going to look at game value now and see what they say. So
0: I believe this because price charting has multiple sales of Folklore every single day. Okay, so
1: I just I just want to compare. Yeah, let's compare it. Um, Yeah. So they say that uh, back in December, it was. Let's see. December was about thirty dollars last year and uh, up to seventy two this year. And they do have multiple sales listed.
0: All right. Well, there was definitely a bump. It definitely came back down a lot but also because the bump was way too fucking high. Considering, well, I- like, still, like, there are days where you'll see seven copies of Folklore sell in a single day on eBay, maybe not the rarest game ever that you need to panic and buy immediately, guys.
1: Now, so, yeah, like, here's their spike. There's a big spike in June, so that's probably when they announced that the PS he was dying, if I had to guess. Then it fell by July. There was a like a dip. It went from 72 to 66. But then as the rest of the year went on, folklore climbed back in prices. Does your trend line look like that as well?
0: Not at all. The spike was in April through May. And then June and July has started coming down. And now there's a dip at the end of the year. God,
1: I hate our fucking data. Data so is bad. So so bad. Why are we like We should this? just
0: do everything based on feelings from now on. Sure, feels uh, like folklore yeah. went up like I don't know, doubled in price, and now it's like ah, it's a one point five what it used to be. Ah, seems right.
1: My favorite kind <laughs> of data, qualitative <laughs> data. <good>. Yeah, <laughs> qualitative data is great. Let's just keep moving with that. Let's just fucking lick our finger and stick it up and be like, which way is the wind blowing today? I think this way. Cool. That's so that's what we feel today.
2: That's how Fuck. most of the big purchases are being made. <laughs>
0: All right, Johnny, here's my movie idea. It's going to be like Moneyball, except the nope. guys that are working with like the real data in the end find out that the data they've been working with was actually being made up by all the old men in the boardroom who were just doing it based on feeling. Ah, uh, good twist.
1: It sounds like real life. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't like it. Um yeah, anyways, I can't I can't talk about this kind of stuff, Tyler, without like I feel anxiety and stress.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, this is like Literally, my job is like curbing these <laughs> kinds of things from happening. People are like, well, I feel like, and the minute I'm in a meeting and somebody says, well, I feel, and I'm just like, stop. You're using I statements and feel statements because that's how you're supposed to approach a conversation, not to alienate people, but data doesn't give a shit about alienating people. So just say the facts, no more feelings. Stop it. The data is this, the data shows this, and that's it. No more feelings. Go, go feel when you move outside of the room. Go have a hug if you need a feeling. Stop with the data. Mm. Feeling bile rising up in my throat. Move on. Move me on, Tyler. <laughs>
0: uh, Stefan, what was the best and worst trend of 2021? Oh, fuck.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. He said, move me on from something that's not going to make bile rise up in me. And then we go on to VHS collecting. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was my answer. VHS collecting. Yeah, well, this is, is a video uh, by game by podcast,
0: Evan. What the fuck are you talking about?
1: No video game collectors have done this. G- y'all gross motherfuckers! Stop it.
2: Yeah, that's a hundred percent the people who like sprung forth this this hobby uh, immediately. Yeah.
0: These are really collectible. <laughs> I have not looked and... into like the actual origins of like who were the first people to start hyping VHS. So I don't actually I... know. I will just look, say, I'm just going to
2: say it's Josh Byerley because I know he's no. listening. <laughs>
0: I mean, Josh, so Josh has been secretly hoarding thousands of sealed VHS tapes, waiting for his day. And I don't think he, right. he's just been waiting for it to come. And he's like, it's here. I look, win. I'm fi-
2: look, I'm fine. <laughs> I <if win. laughs> Finally, I win. <laughs> I'm fine if
1: you guys are all out there buying VHS tapes and think that you're going to make a mint. Cool. Go do it. But don't act like this shit's collectible and you're like, VHS is really great. If you start talking to me about the warm sound you get from watching a VHS or something, I'm going to fucking throw up. I cannot handle (laughs) all of your lies. You're all liars. Stop lying. Just be honest about it. You're like, yeah, I think uh, these are like limited and I can capitalize on nostalgia. So I'm going to go out and sell it. But VHS sucks. It sucks so bad. It's one of the worst media formats ever mass produced. Yes, there are a lot of weird little ones, okay? But VHS tapes are awful. They're awful. You ruin a VHS tape by playing it, by rewinding it, by looking at it. Everything you do makes it worse. Stop it.
2: (laughs) I would love to, and I haven't yet, but I would love to pick the brain of someone who was, like, one of the, like, diehard, quiet VHS collectors who've been doing it for years just because they love it. And then, like... like it's fine. like cuz i i feel Those like are... i feel like the i feel like the the what the fuck has to be like so like cuz like even like in, in games we got it too right like the 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 folks that have been collecting for a long time and then this this wave happened and like we were all like what the fuck like i can't imagine like the people of vhs cuz that was just like flat like it never there wasn't there wasn't a slow incline like no one saw it coming it was just like the next day oh shit vhs is expensive now
1: I I bet they're fine because it's mainly sealed VHS. And like, I'm not talking to people and we have a couple of listeners on the show who are like dedicated, big, huge rooms full of VHS tapes because they just, especially like the horror folks out there. Yeah, the, when we always exclude the horror folks, because that's like a, a weird own, its own thing. But there are some people who are just into it. I'm talking about the people who just like got into it, and they're just like, oh no, I just love VHS, and I just, I've always wanted to do this for the last three months since I found out I could make money at it. Like, that's the yeah. stuff they're not saying. Like, those people, they can fuck right off. Like, get out of here. Uh-huh. Just, or be <laughs> honest. OK, be honest about it. Same with like anyone who got into the game cloud. A lot of these investors are like, oh, I have always loved the video games. Uh, they, those are the same people who think like Link is Zelda. It's the <laughs> same. Those are the same people. And I cannot with that. I cannot.
0: Um, it sounds like I Johnny's not. jealous because he missed out on the next big thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. I missed again, guys, because I never could have capitalized on video game with my knowledge. Why didn't I go out there and take advantage of the suckers?
0: I think it's pretty good. I see, I see no negative to it because there are clearly, there's a bunch of uh, people maybe involved in hype in the video game market who are now looking at the next big thing, which means they think they can make more money by selling copies of Betamax, Indiana Jones, than they can continuing to hype Nintendo games. So, you know what? I'm fucking here for it. Johnny, (laughs) Good it's, trend. We also made
1: the we made the joke on the show. We listed a bunch of our VHSs that we said, "Oh yeah, like go get these, go get your Batman '89, your Indiana Jones." And then literally like two months later, that's all I see on the high end, like what, <laughs> just like looking at their trend. I'm just like, are you fucking kidding right now? Is this is this for real? Is this real life?
0: There are people. Ugh. So John, I don't know how you don't. I probably interact with more sealed VHS collectors than you. But there are. Uh... There are people who have, like, dozens or more copies of, like, the Pokemon tape that has the first appearance of Charizard in the cartoon. Like, there's some... (sighs) Ooh, you get some good stuff, Johnny. You just gotta get something that you can market.
1: I just want to tell you that... I'm like, if you want to laugh, go ahead and look at... um, high end VHS on Instagram and you will see all the things that I'm like losing my mind over. Also, the weirdest thing I've ever seen is like one of these cult movies that I didn't even know other people were aware of. Like I saw a graded Frankenhooker, which I just did not know could be a thing. Like mm-hmm. really Frankenhooker, which was like a cult movie I saw when I was like 16. Oh uh- and now like <laughs> that that thing is like like that channel is now full of a bunch of uh gary v stuff talking about <laughs> how great vhs say. is okay Whoa. i just Whoa. want
0: two things Whoa. high-end vhs has 4200 followers their last post got 26 likes like 100 they have fake followers which is hilarious i love when uh is, oh is this run by the igs guy who did the same exact yeah. thing probably yeah he also all this gary v stuff he took like a bunch of years old gary v garage sale comments out of out of context. And he's like, Gary V thinks VHS is the next big thing. When Gary V's thing is, he says everything is the next big thing. So he's always right sometimes. So here,
1: here's my favorite one. I was almost homeless before I found high end VHS Instagram. Now I just put my <laughs> first down payment on my house, making $25,000 a month.
0: uh, uh.
2: Tyler, it makes me wonder if, like, because remember when I was, like, I was, like, casually hyping pogs for a while? I wonder what would happen if I, like, legitimately, like, put effort into hyping pogs. If, like, uh, you might, you might, do you think but we can like, make it happen? Like, no,
1: VHS is, like, great because everybody had VHS. Not everybody had pogs. VHS, like, you have to find something more universal. Also, there was a bunch of no. uh, Gary V talking about uh, how VHS are basically just video games uh, 10 years ago. So... <laughs> I wonder who those comments are for. All huh.
0: right. Stefan. So fuck VHS. No offense, if you Never. like VHS, it's great. I think they're cool. If you buy them for a quarter because they're chunky and nostalgic and all that, but they're not the the real thing. The real movies came out in 35 millimeter reels in theaters. That was the real fucking thing. Video games you get at home. Those were the real thing. You know what else is the real thing? Stefan is music that you bought on vinyl or CDs. You want the next big thing? Go speculate on sealed music, because how could it not be coming?
1: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, VH- like, VHS are the worst. Also, like a lot of them are edited from their the- <coughs> excuse me, from their theatrical releases. They were like put into letterbox, or if they were in standard four by three ratios, just cutting the film. Like VHS is a disaster. You're just blech. sounds like okay.
0: They also get moldy, I think. Anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah what last last year's big trend mold this year's <laughs> trend vhs
0: sweet let people enjoy things johnny
1: uh they can't like i said t- uh the people who are just like in it for real fine but like the people are like oh yes i am i too am loving of the vhs's <laughs> those people fuck those people anyways okay let's move on what, what 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 else do we got nfts maybe
2: that was just like the other big trend like that i feel like affected this community because like the thing the thing that i think what i what i love most about the the nft fad is is that like going back to like the 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 folks who are like conducting the hype train and in, in sealed video games the ones who are just like you know sky's the limit like those guys they're looking they're like uh, uh, one side of their mouth they're saying like oh yeah like these crazy prices for video games are fucking are that's are, fine That's totally where it should be of, of course it's this high and then on the other side of their mouth they're like trashing nfts as being like worthless like uh, you know pump and dump scams Which like come on like it, it, it's, it's just it's a funny duality Coming from like the same people
1: Yeah I mean But that's all these All these markets are crazy uh, And this like I think the biggest trend We're actually seeing is people are trying to put their money And make money in Alternate assets right yeah. Which is a gross way of saying collectibles
0: Not just money Johnny di- Like digital, instant fucking digital. 2x money Yeah like yes. which is and it's like working in a lot of cases yeah. and it seems like it, people it, are just expecting like I should be able to buy something and sell it in like a month for twice as much money
1: well and like they and they're being paid off for it too so we're we're playing this horrible dance of like when when does the music stop right and like who's left without a chair i i'm not interested in this like form of gambling that's happening uh yeah I
2: mean, someone so some A a cross section of folks will absolutely lose their shirt. So
0: when the music stops, though. I don't even know if
2: the music's stopping
0: on any of this shit. I think VHS to the moon all year next year. I don't think that's stopping.
1: (laughs) Maybe not. Who knows? I like we've we've shown we're bad at predictions, so
0: don't trust us. Well man, maybe someone will hear that and be like, uh oh, Tyler thinks this is gonna continue. (laughs) Time to sell my VHS. No, because I think Probably. everyone in that community is like, no one even knows VHS exists. We're in so early. So, I, yeah, they, and that's
1: the thing. They, they do think that, and maybe they are. And that's the horror. Like, Tyler, you were on NFTs like pretty early. You should have gone I was on NFTs that's... pretty early. What? Yeah. Like, <laughs> August, right? But NFTs have been going crazy lately.
0: I just bought the Atari NFTs because they were the first video game NFTs. I, so, I, I have a full set of Atari NFTs, boys. Uh, If anyone's wondering, they're worth, like, $2 each, and I think they've even gone down since I bought them, so they're (laughs) not worth (laughs) anything.
1: But a picture of a sad donkey is somehow worth $500,000. Fuck me, I don't understand this
0: world. (laughs) I'm a pretty sad donkey. You know what, Johnny? Johnny, it might actually... I know, I know people get a lot of shit for saying this, and it's a controversial thing to say, but have you considered money laundering
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'll consider anything at this point tyler
0: we All did right. have the first video game nft sell like a, a, video, a physical video game attached to an nft guys is that cool it was no. a, a complete in box super mario 3 right bros for like twenty thousand dollars or something
2: oh that's the thing that the um was that otis doing that right they they like yeah, they, they, have some they, new they vaulted NFT a game and then, and then made a, a physical piece for it.
0: Yeah, it's called Otis House. How do all these companies come up with such bad names? So Otis, <laughs> fucking named after an elevator company, you Google Otis House... It's a building in Boston, and you see the the fancy URL, Otis.house. That's the second Google result after the historicnewengland.org. So you're like, oh, they bought the weird URL, Otis.house. No! Otis.house is the historic buildings <laughs> URL. You can't even find this website. What the <laughs> fuck? Uh,
1: this it's like amateur hour on a lot of these naming things. I don't I don't get it. Uh okay, here's a topic. Worst name, Wada or Otis House.
2: <laughs> I mean Well, only one is slightly racist. Yeah, so. I mean Otis House at least has that going for it. It's
0: acceptable in
1: 2021. <laughs> uh, sorry guys. All right. Um do we have any more best or worst trends or should we start getting into uh the the buying and purchasing of and what we did with it? Best and worst.
0: I'll say, uh, as my link between the two segments, best trend is that for, like, two-thirds of the year, I've still been able to skirt by and win virtually every auction that I've been going after because I'm going for stuff that should have relatively low demand. Uh, but, I don't know, towards the end of this year, some weird PC and Japanese stuff, some people were been pretty fucking hard against me. So
1: mm, I wonder if that's going to affect you next year. I-, I look forward to your predictions.
0: Uh everything's going to shit.
1: <laughs> All right. So, um, Stefan, let, let's go with you. What was your best purchase of 2021?
2: Uh, my, um, I, I, my, well, my favorite and probably also yeah, my be best. Your best. Sure. Uh, were those, uh, Star Wars painted covers that I bought for, um, uh, that also appeared in Nintendo power for, um, shadows of the empire. So the, I have, I have three of the six, um, painted covers for the Shadows of the Empire uh, Dark Horse comic. And Pretty those cool. those pieces were also uh, published in Nintendo Power magazine. So uh, the, the thing with Star Wars art with Nintendo Power and actually most game magazines um, that covered Star Wars stuff is that they would tend to just use stills like the, the Star Wars posters are all stills that the one of the Star Wars covers is just like a still of Darth Vader. They just, they just used film stills. And so fo- like st- Star Wars as a property, it's very difficult to find actual physical art uh, for, from the magazine. And so when I realized that those were also published in the magazine and then they were available, I jumped at the chance. And so I, and and they're beautiful, Um, and I'm going to actually have them on display at the SoCal Retro Gaming Expo in February. So, uh, if you want to see those in person, uh, then, uh, then you can.
1: Yeah. I I liked your choice of frames for those. Who's it? Was the artist VTech on that or was it someone else?
2: Uh, no, it was not. Or or whatever his name? No, no.
1: Because that guy did like a bunch of, uh, like early Star Wars comic art around the same time. Not early Star Wars comic art, like the mid-90s, early 2000 revival of Star Wars, like Dark Empire and Heir to the Empire and stuff. That time frame. Um, All right. Uh, Tyler, do you want to go best or shall we let Stefan do his worst too?
0: I'll go best. Let's let's keep it positive here. Um, All right. I mean, all my best stuff this year was basically not for sale stuff. Uh, so I, I guess the best thing I got, like, in a literal sense is my family boxing gold cart. Man, remember all the way back to when I got that? Uh, yeah. That, it's a Famicom. Uh, it's a contest prize that they made 16 of for uh, the winners of a family boxing tournament. I'm like, fuck family boxing. That game sucks. But <laughs> there's only fucking 16 of them. So it's a super rare Nintendo contest cart. And I think that's cool. Um I mean, I got uh, Yoshi no Cookie Kurapon Oven to Cookie. uh, Potentially the most expensive game I've ever bought. I think maybe it's tied with Outback Joey. Like, that's limited to 500 copies. It's like a Nintendo game limited to 500 copies. Got my New Leaf cart. I don't know how many people care about New Leaf, but I still care about New Leaf. I'm with you. Uh, Got V-Jump Chrono Trigger. I want that. Stefan wants that. Give me a Ninja Gaiden 3 prototype. No. Um... I got, uh, like, even like my Nintendo Super System Super Mario World. Like, who even fucking thinks about that? But there's that's like a PCB numbered in the hundreds, and it's a technically complete and boxed weird copy of Super Mario World. So I think that's pretty cool, too. Yeah, that's those are good ones. Yeah, yeah, those are some pretty good purchases. Do you want me to Uh, talk about my early release A2 FS1 though, Johnny? No.
1: I would like you to talk about the best thing you actually got this year, which was probably that Waifu Uncovered.
0: Oh, yes, I got Strip Fighter for the Switch. Yeah. I hope it has (laughs) co-op.
1: Well, if you haven't played it yet, you are missing out.
2: Sexy co-op.
1: All right. uh, Let's see. What was my best purchases? Man, I... (sighs) You know, it's kind of a weird blend because I got like a lot of Castlevania stuff, but I don't remember the order in which it came. Um, like my best stuff, like really centered around like a lot of my Halloween stuff this year. Shocker. Like, I didn't have I like, one. Well, like I didn't have like one big purchase that was like a trophy piece or anything that was crazy. I'm like really happy with my day of the tentacle, uh, you know, triangle box.
2: Oh, the, I want that too. I didn't know. Did I know you got that? Oh man, I'm jealous.
1: Yeah, so, like, like that's really cool. Like, uh, you know, like I said, a lot of my Castlevanias are really... I'm really happy with all the, like, little Castlevania stuff I got. Like, that's, you know, from, like, just Japanese versions, the Sharp version. like Just a lot of weird stuff, you know? So, yeah, I, I don't have anything that's, like, my big, like, yeah, this is it. I, like, if I had to pick one thing, i think the Tentacle Box. Last year, it was also a Halloween item. It was Poltergeist. Just things make me happy. Like, I was... Really happy with that Alien that I got for the Atari and um, finding that Ghoul Panic. That was, like, another one. And that Fright Night. That was cool. Like, there was just, like, some cool stuff. That Nightmare in Elm Street. I got, like, cool stuff. Like, the best things I bought literally weren't games this year, I think. Like, the best thing I probably got, and no one wants to hear me talk about Harry Potter anymore, but, like, the, the first print harry potter first print first edition um soft cover uh which was released at the same time as the hardcover so like the uk edition that's probably the best thing i got like true collectible like hey this is like a thing and i spent you know a lot of money on it
0: is it autographed I said,
1: no congratulations no. <laughs> thanks <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no the like, despite what uh, any uh, Twitter followings might say, uh, that autograph version is, like, still super expensive. Um, yeah, just autographs on any early stuff, despite what uh, anyone feels personally. Um,
0: very valuable. Doesn't – I think – doesn't one of the 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 fractional share things has a, a UK paperback first edition – oh, is it a hardcover?
2: 300K or something. A yeah, it's probably
1: the hardcover. There? Yeah, hardcover fifteen thousand
0: dollars. Yeah, I was
1: gonna say it's like a hundred thousand dollar item, and <laughs> that's the paperback the, was cheaper. It was uh, well, and that's the interesting thing about the paperback. The paperback and the hardcover came out at exactly the same time. So there's no like normally there's like oh we do the hardcover and then we do a paperback. That's not how Harry Potter rolled. So it is a true first, you know. So
2: uh,
1: yeah, I'm I'm very so very pleased with it. <laughs>
2: In that case, does it do you, like normally come down to condition as to which one is more valuable? Like,
1: no hardcover, hardcover still always more expensive because they made more paperbacks than they did hardcovers. So and most of those went to
2: libraries, a, right, and got like, asked. yeah,
1: the, yeah. I mean, but a lot of paperbacks too. They just deteriorate. These things weren't made to last forever. So, like, if you have one in any condition, like, congrats. Because I mean, people don't think about it. They're like, oh, Harry Potter's still like a new thing. But I mean, it is 20 years old now. So,
0: right. Uh, I just yeah. want to say, I guessed, I, I just checked, like, I put in Otis, Harry Potter to see if Otis was the one I was thinking of that has Harry Potter. Rally also has a Harry Potter in their system that they have fractional shares of. Do high end collectibles like even exist? Do like people own these things or is it all just like fake multiple groups of people that well, buy I this mean... stuff and push it up?
1: I, you know, it comes to a point where your average collectors who are interested in that can't afford it anymore. So then I think those kind of people can capitalize it. So the ones that are actually in the hands of collectors probably got there before they reached those levels. And now they're at like levels that, uh, those items are aspirational. So Otis can capitalize on that aspiration. And I said 20 years old. I think the movies are 20 years old. The the books are about to be 25 year old, 25 years old. So, uh, coming in 2022. Um.
0: According to reserved investments, that's a that's a super modern thing that no one's going to care about in fifty years. Johnny,
1: Harry Potter. Yep. Doesn't he also say to collect fucking books?
0: He sure does. I bet he would be happy. Uh, that's with, a uh, confused with Harry fucking Potter. statement.
1: <laughs> I'm like, that's a confusing statement.
0: All right. <laughs> it's not classic, you enough. know.
1: Not classic enough. Just one of the most sellingest books of all time. Yeah, that's ever.
0: what people say about Pokemon, and he's bearish on Pokemon. Cool. Anyways, cool. yeah,
1: that guy's a fucking idiot. Still, Stephen, um, you,
0: you still watch reserved investments, right? Kent?
2: not like, It's <laughs> right? hard to have a
0: conversation with Johnny about a YouTube channel he's never watched,
2: not nearly as consistently. God as God damn to. it! But uh, <laughs> well, because I just can't. I can. I, I can only listen to them say the same fucking thing so many times.
1: Man, I can't take that guy seriously. How could anyone take that guy seriously? Like he has no sense of irony. That's the, the other thing. It's like completely lost on him sometimes. Like, there's no reflection.
2: It's also really weird that he starts every show talking about just getting back from the gym.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, I date high value women who carry Hermes Birkin bags, but I don't yeah. care because I'm yeah. educated in antiques and collect. He's hilarious. God damn, I love it's
1: him. Not, no, there's no irony. That's, you're laughing at someone, not with no. them.
2: <sighs>
1: yeah. Yeah. He's like. I don't know. He's just some sweaty nerd trying to thirst trap over there, and I'm not for it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I would love for him to bring one of his high-quality women on the show.
1: (laughs) Also, who the fuck talks about anyone that they care about in any capacity? Absolutely no one. They are not a fucking asset. They are human beings, you goddamn monster. You know who talks
2: talks about people like that? People who don't actually have high-end women. Sociopath.
1: (laughs) He (laughs) seems like a
2: serial dater.
1: Oh god, gross. He's so gross. Anyways.
2: Serial masturbator, maybe. Got him. You did it. Look, he, he seems like the kind of guy who all throughout high school had his you had the girlfriend in Canada.
0: <laughs> was, Is that still a thing? He was hey, too Moose. busy learning about coins or something. Come on. <laughs> Cut the man a break. I just I'm gonna I like to throw it in
1: to like every episode. If you've listened and you've identified all the times I've said, Hey Moose, uh good for you. <laughs> Keep playing the game.
0: I saw some Uh, old people who related with your comments. Uh, Still have no idea what it's from. Thanks for no one for telling me what that is. They did. We even told you on the show. Oh, did you? I don't remember.
1: Hey, that's all you get. Okay. Um, So, yeah, you can't do that on television.
0: Oh, that's why I don't remember, because I don't know what the fuck that is.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Going back to my earlier point. There we go.
1: So, uh, Stefan, we've talked about your best purchase. Let's talk about your worst purchases. And I know you buy some dumbass shit, so let's hear it.
2: Yeah, how are, we, how are we differentiating between worst and shameful and most shameful? Are those um, two different worst, things? Worst is different?
1: like this was a, a buy that was like a mistake. Shame might be something you bought and you don't consider the purchase a mistake. You're just like, this is a thing I know I probably shouldn't have bought, but I bought it anyways.
2: I mean, worst purchase. Like, I, I don't know. I I bought a bunch of like cereal boxes and, and board games and shit. Like, no one cares about. Like, <laughs> not, like, like absolute like money wasters. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, just like my my collection of 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 cereal boxes and board games that seems to get inexplicably larger that I that yeah. I don't even like intend on doing. It's just like, oh, I just bought five cereal boxes. I didn't intend to do that.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, and that can be your worst purchase because that took money away from your ability to buy art if it comes That's up. right.
2: That's right. It's true. Wow. At least I've, like, a, like mostly focused my cereal box purchasing on things that, like, have a Nintendo Power logo on them or, like, have a video game character or something. So it's not just, like, a, a, a box of Frosted Flakes. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, worst can also be something that, like, didn't work out, like, Last year was your um your stupid laser displayer? Oh, that was, that was awful. your Yeah, but that wasn't a shameful purchase necessarily, but that was definitely the worst purchase that you had last year.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and I I lost so many like hours of sweat equity to that stupid thing. Yep, for sure. Um but do you want me to go right into my most shameful cuz I actually know specifically what I feel like is my Sure, problem. go ahead. Okay, so <clears throat> there is this promotion nintendo power magazine where it was basically at the at at issue 50 and at issue 100 they had these deals where you could buy all the entire back catalog for a single price and so they would they would ship in a box and 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 you'd get you know all 50 issues or all 100 issues and uh so this guy pops up with uh with issues one through 50 hey on ebay and, uh, and, and it is one of these purchases where he bought it in a box. Um, they, you know, he, he marketed them correctly and how, how, oh, they've never been, they've never been opened. And, it, and I, I talked to him a little bit. He was like, yeah, I'm just like waiting on some like rich nerd to like sell his, sell his company. And then just like want to flip through, uh, you know, every issue of Nintendo power. This is seriously like the conversation he was having with me. Um, so, um, uh, but uh, so he ended up, he he couldn't get the price that he wanted. He was asking, I think, $15,000 for 50 issues, uh, which if you know anything about Nintendo bar collecting is a little bit uh, aggressive. Um, but uh, so I I did end up buying a few single issues for like way more than I should. And just under like, cause I, I had this like for a hot minute, I was thinking I was gonna like CGC grade the first 50 issues, just like as something to do, just get high grade issues of the first 50 issues. Um, and so I did end up buying like, a few of those, and I just, I felt gross paying, like, over a $100 for, like, a single issue that, like, wasn't necessarily like, of historical value, it was just that it was in really good condition and honestly like a lot of those books weren't in really good condition because they like rattled around the box and they weren't like separated or bagged in any way and like the the print on the early nintendo power magazines the especially on the cover would the like the print will just rub off on your thumb if you if you if you rub on it so like the just the books rubbing together was causing serious uh like face wear on the on the covers so like not only did I overpay for these, but honestly, they weren't in like as great a condition as I really wanted them to be. So like, I just felt I still feel gross about that whole thing. And it was just like, yeah, so I that that is my most shameful purchase. I seem to recall yeah. Stefan thinking graded Nintendo powers dumb as fuck. Yeah, n- mostly I do.
1: <laughs> I, see, I'm, I'm the opposite on that. I, I think graded Nintendo powers are cool.
2: It was literally something for me to do. Like that was like, I just wanted a project for me to like build and that you know that that was that was the angle i was coming at it the, the the people that frustrate me are the the folks who are like oh my god issue one is so rare when they l- l- printed almost four million copies of that book mm-hmm. um uh those are the 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 hype train folks are the people that annoy me on those but uh Fair enough. But honestly, it's 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 significantly. I think there's like on on the CGC census in, on the CGC census. I think there's like one or two 9.8 books uh, in those first fifty issues. Like it's re- the, the the just the way that they were constructed and printed. Like it's really difficult to find like really clean copies of that magazine. Yeah. Um, well, like
1: because some were stapled, right? And then some were like glue bound square backs, which are impossible to keep nice.
2: Yeah. And again, like I said, the the keeping the keep, literally just keeping the ink on the covers <laughs> is it was because they I mean, they would they would come, to, you know, in your mailbox <clears throat> or on yeah. the magazine. Right, and just get all rounded ready, just because they've rubbed on other shit, rubbed on other yeah. pieces of mail, rubbed on other all, other issues of the magazine. Um, it's, it's almost impossible to find covers that don't have some sort of wear. Um, uh,
1: and and much like games of the era, like you were fucking reading them as a kid you were sure. and like and you didn't give a shit you were like throwing that thing in your backpack and like
2: yeah taking it to school
1: yeah it's just like those things were being eaten alive like yeah. the the nice ones if they existed were ones that like people got or like were old stock that just like sat and rotted you know yeah that never got touched
2: So I still actually might put it together, but it was just like the the whole process and the guy was kind of shitty and like, um, anyway, it was just a gross experience. And that's, that's, that's how I usually judge shameful as if it's just like, I feel gross somehow by that, by that experience.
1: That's fair. All right. Uh, Hey Tyler. Hey, Hey, Moose. (laughs) Thanks. What did, uh, what were, what was your worst and most shameful purchase? That could be the same thing too.
0: Johnny, I think I did really well this year. I think all my bad things were like really minor things. Like ah, I got something; it's it's not good enough condition for me. I'm gonna have to buy another one, but nothing to like really write home about. I was I went. You did looking. it. That's a good year. It really good year for me because I mean I think I've been more focused than ever. Because I've i you know, in basically every other previous year of collecting, I just had a fucking list That's, of things like I got to go do it. I could go on eBay any day. I would have 200 different games I could buy. I would just look up all of them and get, like, 10 deals one day. Let's just go buy some games. And I'm not doing that anymore, so I'm being a lot more selective with what I'm purchasing. Good for you, Tyler. Um, right. So I, I went looking through some of my old purchases for something bad. I thought I found a bad deal. I got a, uh, got a super nice Model 1 Sega CD uh, from Chase After the Right Price famous youtube man uh and i paid 900 dollars for that uh i, I don't even know this thing looks so good i don't know how it survived in such nice condition um like complete it's got the strip around the games it's got the plastic baggies um uh, i looked up model one sega cd complete in box prices there are like none of them on ebay and the last one sold for like 850 so i guess i'm gonna do too bad on that um uh that johnny the, the ZX Spectrum games that we bought in those black boxes. So I bought yeah. like two or three of them in plain black boxes, only to later find out that those just have a label that falls off. So now I need to buy them again.
1: That's yeah, a pretty you told bad me that. purchase. That, yeah, I was going to say that's like that happened with my Hobbit. And I'm like pretty sad about that.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, that's funny. wait, funny.
2: what happens. The label just the labels just fall off.
0: Yeah. You know how the Claymates label falls off the Super Nintendo box? Sure. There's like a whole range of ZX Spectrum games that do that. And like, there's like yeah. so many that I thought the regular packaging was a plain black box.
1: Uh, so I'm I'm going to go for your worst, worst purchase. I have my own take on it. Are you ready? Yes. Alone in the Dark. was your worst it. purchase?
0: Oh, you no, to- I had to get that. Come on. I have a complete Saturn set. I can't <laughs> be like, ah, you're missing the phone card for Alone in the <laughs> Dark. Like, I bought like two, one or two years ago, I bought a whole nother copy of Popful Mail just to get the stupid insert. Like, I, I my Sega stuff, I want complete as possible, especially the disc stuff, because it's not too big or too difficult.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm teasing. I'm teasing I know, I know. Um, um, What do you got? Sh- no shameful purchase then, then either. No, I've got, or one maybe bad just ones, like your, I, uh,
0: your whole,
1: whole box of ZX Spectrum games.
0: Let me tell you, about, <laughs> let me tell you about Braid. Because uh, oh, I did yeah. extol braid uh, a game that I know is sitting uh, like dozens of copies in overstock warehouses. How do I know this? Because I bought it like four times this year. So uh, they're like like 10, 15 dollars shipped. And so I kept buying single copies and they kept coming and they kept being like wrecked. Like they would ship in a bubble mailer or they would send me one that's like kind of fucked up. And then so like the fourth time I bought it, I bought like five copies at once. And the guy's like, I've got like shitload more of these if you want to buy more than that. And I'm like, no, I understand this isn't for collectors. You say it's going to be some shitty overstock thing. I'm just buying a bunch of them to force you to ship it in a box and I will take the nicest one out of the thing. And the guy shipped it in a big bubble mailer. But you know what? The ones in the middle (laughs) were good enough for my collection. Uh, bad purchase. I, I still, I'm like, yeah, Braid, you can go get that for 12 bucks. And I bought like seven copies of it.
1: I'm sorry, Tower. I still need a copy. Save one for me. Save your most medium one for me.
0: Uh, Sure. (laughs) Um... All right, shameful purchases. Johnny, I bought a Spelunker and Round Ball for basically no reason. I'm not completing the, the complete box NES set. It wasn't box even FOMO. FOMO. It, it was like an obligation, like, oh, I've got this data. Let's do something with it.
2: Sorry, w- was the Snake Phone this year? No, that was last
0: year, and you already oh, gave me damn. shit for it. Yeah. Oh, that would have been we- in my best purchases. Believe me. No. Good stuff. <laughs> I'm still looking for more variants of that Snake Phone, by the way. I literally checked my save searches <laughs> oh my all,
1: all the time. He's looking for the European one because that's the true
0: first print. See, Johnny listened to the episode.
1: Yeah. Mm. That Nokia, whatever, whatever, true first print of, yeah. of snake because Nokia is a European company. Am I quoting you right?
0: I've also got a saved search for the Nut MT2000, the Siemens S1, and an IBM Hold on. Simon. Did
1: you just say and Nut and Siemens in the same way?
2: How do
0: you pronounce H- that? And nut and H- Hagenut and Siemens?
2: Nut. No, it's definitely Hagenut. Nuts.
1: Yeah. hogging I, nuts for that semen.
0: Oh, my
2: right. God. Such
1: a juvenile joke, I'm sorry. <laughs> just, <Nope. laughs> God
2: damn, just end the podcast. Best joke of the year.
1: Oh, man, that that's going to be my most shameful purchase, uh, just buying into that, that whole joke. <laughs> oh,
0: I'm winning on shameful Johnny, because I bought a Star no, Wars VHS tape. First okay. print? I, I think. I didn't really look at it. Is yes. it the C- uh, first is print, it CBS? But, uh, really is know. it the CBS? Oh, it's Silvers? CBS, and you gotta have like a barcode on the bottom. And got it. Like one, so one of these tapes has like a different color flap for like the magnetic thing, like, you know, the flap that goes up on a tape. I don't know. I, I bought what I think are the first and or like pretty early copies of Star Wars, uh, the trilogy on, uh, on VHS because. I enjoy having shitty collectibles. I have a small collection of things that are not very collectible, but at some I, my, version I, of them has I, an I, air collectibility.
1: I was going to get into if you bought anything non non video game collectible and uh, Stefan non video game adjacent collectible. Mm. But um, any more shameful purchases? No, you want to? No, everything I buy is wanna, amazing. You want to self flatulate
2: over here, or just <laughs> um,
1: all right? um say self flatulate
2: yeah is that a joke doesn't everyone yeah. self flatulate
1: uh that's not what i meant to like i got the word wrong <laughs> it's not flatulate it's uh oh god i can never say the fucking word uh basically to flog oneself to flagellate yeah flatulate. not not i not thought maybe you're going flatulent, for flatulent yeah, yeah i thought maybe you're going farting. for a uh, yeah uh no and not in as into uh orally service either uh (laughs) i meant as in to as in to beat oneself over the back or uh in in that way i just uh didn't speak well sorry all right Uh, i'll I'll tell you my worst purchase and most shameful uh, you know i'm not sure which order these should even go in okay so i my worst purchase was probably like four copies of fantastic four for across like multiple systems maybe five now Um, like across the PS2, Xbox 360, uh, because I wanted variations of this stupid fucking comic that is in the fantastic four, because I get like OCD and weird about that. I'm like, I want all these variants for this dumb comic. And then I want to see how they're different. So I bought more copies, much like you were buying multiple copies of things. That's, that's my worst purchase. Cause I spent like probably 50 or $60 on like fantastic fours that. No one gives a shit.
0: Never change, John. Never chase those market trends. Just do your I own never fucking chased, thing over there. I, <laughs> whatever I've you've never, been doing for 20 years.
1: I, I Never chasing market trends. <laughs> never, ever. Um, yeah, like I even have an Instagram picture that doesn't even show all of them. It's just like, I got the PST1, and the Xbox 360, like not shown are the Wii, the DS, <laughs> and like the PS3 version. Just, just awful purchase. But my most shameful, and also, like, I would consider worst, this was a weird one, because it's not actually a purchase, because it didn't go through, and I don't know what happened. Same kind of thing, though. So I was buying a lot of Star Wars games, because they had these discs in them, right? These, like, little collectible, almost like a card game disc, right? Mm. And um,
2: Were they pogs?
1: They're they're very (laughs) pog-esque, right? And they come with exclusive characters and, uh, I mean, they, co- they come in different colors. So like there's a red, a black, a gold, like there was a bunch of these things and I went after them pretty hard. So there was one seller and I just was like, it was around the first of the year. So this was like early 2021. This is January time frame. Um, and I, like I said, I just, I went hard and, uh, it didn't work out. It didn't work out in such a way that I, I can't even tell you because I bought. Well, let me get to. want to get to the eBay auctions so I can see, uh, because it also takes up a page and a half of my auctions because I bought no, so great. many. Yeah, like like if you look at your eBay purchase, it yeah, it's a page and a half of them, and I'm trying to get there, and uh, yeah, they are connections when. It's got one of my favorite conventions in there. The instead of spelling connection like a normal person, it's got an X. So it's C O N N E X I O N S. So there were these just so you know, it's from the nineties. Yeah, except it's not. It's from the twenty tens.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I I would Um, expect for it to say unleashed. Although that that was actually a Star Wars line, right?
1: It was. Uh, Those were figures and they were pretty cool actually for their time. Anyways, yeah, so I bought a bunch of these. I spent like, I don't know, $180. I'm like, I'm just getting the set. I'm getting all the variations. And then, like, one day in time when someone's like, who, how would you have got all these things? Because they only came in like one game and like, or, and like, you randomly got a copy in the game. So it was just a random that you would even get it. Right. And, uh, like there's only three characters, I think, and I think it's uh, Kylo and Finn and Daisy, and they're all like their Lego versions, and then like I said, multiple colors. I, I forget. I think I talked about it on the show, and like I did the math on how many different discs there were. But yeah, I bought a lot, like well over a hundred dollars worth. Like some like the rarest ones, I was paying like twelve dollars for or something. And I'm like, I'm just gonna get all of them, and it was like all one seller, and uh, yeah, he for some reason, never completed the sale at all. I like, I don't know if they died or what just, and the annoying thing is when I had to go for a refund because it it was like 30 different auctions, I had to go and like request a refund for each individual auction because it was not a lot. So it was a lot of time researching a lot of time wasted uh, also not a good buy. It was just my OCD, like an overdrive one night. And these are like purchases I'm making while having insomnia. And it's like 3am and my brain starts like really spinning up. So, uh, yeah, just like exhibiting some of my worst behaviors and, uh, best and worst purchases and most shameful but now we're going into something I'm gonna I'm gonna jump us you have best and worst game played but I want to do something else and I want to do it live on the show guys will you please open up your eBay for me
2: uh, yes
1: okay and, I, and we'll just like look at purchasing habits real quick so I would like you to go to uh, purchases. You know, on your My eBay tab under mm-hmm. purchase, history. purchase history. Right. Mm-hmm. And I would like you to change the setting from seal orders from 60 days, that's over on the right, and change it to 2021. Mm-hmm. And then I would like you to go to the bottom. Mm-hmm. And it's not all the way at the bottom because it like separates once you hit like canceled items. Go to the pages and then make sure you go to all the way to the last page. Okay. So it, it'll say like five or six, but you have to keep clicking. Sometimes there are many more behind it. So keep clicking until you find it. I would like to hear how many pages of eBay purchases you have for the year twenty twenty one.
2: Five. Oh, you you think you think it goes past five and six? I don't know. Nope. I I'm I top top out at five.
0: Okay.
1: You top you top out at five. All right, yeah. Tyler.
2: Well, we're gonna find out when I get there, won't we?
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. I will tell you my number. Okay. And um, I actually have my numbers for. Uh, the last three years. So if you guys want to look at yours, uh, I will tell you that in 2019, I had 13.
0: I have 20. And, oh, nice. Oh, you're, in the, 20, you're the last year number. Okay. What's your current? Yeah. Year I number? have
1: 2019 and 2020 was 18. Yeah. In 2021. I really cut back. And I was still at 14. Now, mind you a page and a half of those are the stupid star Wars discs that don't actually exist. So remove that. And then I've got like three pages of books. I had to buy for my wife. So, uh, this is like actually the lowest actual like game count I've had in a long time. Cause I'm at like nine pages. And then if you count all the dumb comics and cause I bought a lot of non video game collectibles this year, I think I'm at like seven or eight pages for this year, which is my lowest number by, uh, you know, a wide margin.
2: 2019 was eight pages for me. 2020 was 10 pages. And then this year it was five pages.
1: Yeah. Like 2018 I was completing PS1, so that's like where a lot of those pages
0: came from. Also, I believe it's 25 items per page, so yeah, that, that gives you some idea of how many things
1: Yeah, I just thought that that's like a funny metric to look at like how many things did you buy?
0: Um Johnny, I might have bought no, I didn't buy more stuff overseas, but I bought a significant amount of stuff from Japan and the UK, so Oh, bought a lot of stuff this year. I mean, lit- I'm looking through these pages like, man, I find like NES inserts and stamps. Like these aren't all games. Like one of them is a lot yeah. of 10 epilepsy inserts for Nintendo games. Like, do I care about complete and box NES that much? No, but I'm like, fuck, I might want those epilepsy inserts one day. You just sure in might. Case you're epileptic.
2: Exactly, I, I, epilepsy. I just, I just, I just bailed out of that word. <laughs> yeah, you just like, I'm, I'm done here. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>
1: Anyways, uh, now we can go on to uh, more of a, a players' topic, guys. What was Boo. the uh, best game you played this year? I know you put it on here. I I didn't, <laughs> but we do talk about what we played, what we played, and oh, what we uh we So, um, what uh, did you? Uh, what was the best game you played this year?
2: Guardians of the Galaxy, by far. It was. Okay, I won't say that it was the best game that I've played, but it's the most fun that I've had with a game in recent memory. Uh, well, this
1: you play wow, so you're never having any fun.
2: That's that's true. Yes. Life is a chore. Uh, but but uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh I, I love that game a lot. Um it's a third person action, um, sort of RPG light uh, you know, third person action game with our with light RPG elements. Um And I love that they didn't try to go, you know, without any spoilers, they didn't try to go, like, discount MCU. You know, like, a lot of times when you get, like, a Marvel game and they don't get the MCU license, it's like, no, that's clearly supposed to be Robert Downey Jr., but, like, we're just gonna, like, phone it in and give you discount Robert Downey Jr. They didn't do that with, with Guardians. They actually just, like swung for the fences and like created a, essentially a new iteration of the guardians for this game. And, um, and they put a lot of love into the script and I'm, I'm really, really happy with, with where that game netted out. So, uh, yeah, super, 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 super recommend it. Love that game. Nice.
1: Okay. Uh, any worst games you played besides wow.
2: um, I'm not going to say worst game, but, like, a game that, like, I wasn't into, like, I'm sure other people love it, um, was Tribes of Midgar. Um... I, I, it, just, it just wasn't particularly my my cup of tea. It's like one of those I don't even know what they're called. Like it's like a like a glorified tower defense sort of game where you're like building up your village and then the night it's a day night cycle and and uh, and then like the monsters come at night and you have to defend and then you know it's just it's an attrition game like that. Um, I, I I started playing it with a bunch of coworkers and like they were super into it and it's almost like it's almost like worse when you're playing with people who are super into a game and you're not really into it. Cause it's just like, makes you feel like, like you're not understanding something. You're not, you know, you're not getting it. And, and like, you want to like, you want to be as pumped as like the people you're playing with. Um, you're like,
1: but I, I don't know why you guys like this.
2: Yeah. I, I, I similarly, I felt that way. Uh, like I do like among us, uh, uh, quite a bit, but like the, People that I have played Among Us with really like Among Us, (laughs) and like so, uh, yeah. That that's another game where it was just like, yeah, okay, it's it's fine, like good, cool. But uh, yeah,
0: Stefan's not invited to the next game of Among Us.
1: Okay, yeah, definitely not.
2: Not with that attitude. Do you guys really like Among Us?
0: I really like
2: Among
0: Us.
1: I like Among Us, but I don't
2: really. Yeah, it's fine. Like I, it's fine. It's fine. There you go. Tyler, what about you?
0: Uh, of the games I beat, Johnny, the best game I played was Diablo 2 Resurrected, which is a game I've already played for hundreds of hours. But I think it's, I have wrist issues now, so it's awesome that I can play a game that's all nothing but clicky, click, click with a controller, because it's basically the only way I can play it now. Um... It's crazy to go back to this game, which is basically like the perfect computer RPG, and for the first time see all the cracks at the seams and be like, "Huh, this isn't as good as Path of Exile." Um, because I mean, maybe it's just because I know the game like the back of my hand, but like I can I can make all these rune words where it's like, "Oh, I I know all the best stuff to make, so basically everything I pick up is garbage." Am I having fun? I don't know. It's the best <laughs> game I played. <laughs> Uh,
2: I love it. He's like, best game i played. Am I having fun? I don't know.
0: You know, another game I played, like Overcooked 2, like super well-made game. Like every level is different. It's amazing. Like they don't have a ton of levels, but every level, new gimmick in some way. But you, you play this game and the whole point of the game is that you can never get into a flow. It doesn't want you to get into a flow. It wants you to be stressed out all the time. So it's challenging, but like, am I having fun? This game does nothing but stress me out and make me argue with who I'm playing with. <laughs> so I, I don't know how to, how to separate like, wow, this game is very well made from, am I having fun playing it? <laughs> um, Also, uh, Wasteland three, I guess uh, is, is the best game I, I've played. That isn't a game I've, I've played a million times before, which is like, it's a pretty good game. It's not like amazing. Uh, I don't know why they don't make more games like that. Where are the co-op RPGs. Just make co-op RPGs. I need stuff to play with my wife. We love co-op RPGs. Where the fuck is this genre? <laughs> I know Baldur's one. Gate 3 is coming out, but. <laughs> is that not out? Baldur's Gate 3? It's in like early access. Like, I don't want to play an early access RPG. Just give me the full game.
2: Come on. Mm.
1: Stefan, um, uh, did you not play Second Psychonauts 2?
2: I have not yet. Okay. No. Uh I I I don't particularly want to play it on the PC and so I've been sort of holding out until uh, I okay. eventually get an Xbox.
1: Yeah, I have not played it yet because I haven't had time. I did get an Xbox, so I I I want to play it, but I I still haven't even got through Metroid yet.
2: Yeah, that that's uh, so, that me neither actually.
1: Tyler, what's the worst
0: thing you played? Oh, D Force. The 100%. D-Force. Oh my god. Like What? Wow, I- that was quick. <laughs> If you guys that haven't was, played uh, D-Force on Super Nintendo, you know, you've been digging through the bargain bins and you come across D-Force all the time and you're like, this looks like a shooter and it's only $6. What? How could a shooter on the beloved Super Nintendo be $6 and it is just the most incompetently made in every way shooter. It like has no frame rate. It has the hitboxes don't make any sense. It, it's horrible. It, it barely functions as a game wow yeah it is it is the worst shooter i have ever played include i've played a bunch of atari shooters and they're all just like space invaders and phoenix clones but this is way worse than atari shooters
1: okay yeah i just i did not i definitely didn't expect that uh such a strong response play
0: oh my god d force It's unacceptable. The audio clips. How do you make a game on a console? It has dedicated hardware and the audio clips. What? You have access. You're the person programming the sound. How does that happen?
2: So there's only like three Let's Plays on YouTube for this game.
1: (laughs) People are just like, nah, (laughs) nah. No, thanks. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> I believe so I like after playing this I immediately w- went to Google it I'm like do people know like do people yeah. know about D-Force and I went looking up uh the Schmups forum system 11 for like worst shooters ever made and D-Force appeared in there a good few times and those guys have deep cuts so I, I think it is a very solid pick for the worst shooter of all time
1: Ooh, all time wow Dude, that's I didn't expect that your worst game might also be in a category of worst ever Oh yeah. So that's that's pretty impressive. All right. Um, I would like to say worst game I played. Um, just a spoiler alert. There's not. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't play enough for there to be a worst one. Uh, especially since uh, when I played, I was like, I'm just going to go play games I like. Uh, you know, that really limits. I mean, I guess man, I can't even think of one that would be the worst, which is very sad.
2: What, while while you're thinking, Johnny, can I share this comment about sure. D-Force on, on YouTube? <laughs> Please. Of the five shmups that the SNES had by Christmas 1991, receiving this one as a gift would have sent pretty strong signals about what Santa thought of your behavior. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, that was good. Yeah, no problem.
1: <laughs> All right uh i'll go you know best is hard uh a lot of people don't like last of us 2 i really love the last of us um and i i replayed the last of us so that's probably the best game i played this year because it's one of my favorite games um but if we're saying that doesn't count people forget last of us 2 is uh this year so yeah i, I really like last of us 2 because it was more last of us um yeah you know, wait a little
2: what was over last of US, us t-o-o year?
1: That seems yeah,
0: right. wrong. What, that's almost definitely year? wrong johnny what are you talking is about? it the last of us two came out last year i know it feels like the same year but you know, it does totally feel like, wrong.
1: i thought it was was it really john so let me
0: tell you why i know this it's because the game of the year this year at the game awards i think was it takes two because there was nothing like super headliny flashy <laughs> that that it was competing with it was competing with like oh. death uh, you, know oh, man. you know what? You know what? I have not played It Takes Two. I already bought it in the Steam sale. I've not played Deathloop. I feel confident in saying, like, The Last of Us Two might have put up a competition against those games just based on the little I know about them.
2: June 19th, man. 2020. Yeah, it was last year. Holy yeah. shit. Man.
1: Man, I really thought that was this year. Huh. Well, that puts a wrinkle in things. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Uh, the Castlevania Collection Advanced Collection. Uh, for the switch that they released. Uh, that was the best thing I played. Sorry. Is that the limited yeah. run? one? No, that's not the limited run. That's, um, finally being able to play the GBA Castlevanias, not on a GBA. So that's why. Cool. Great. Loved, loved doing it. Played. Uh, I didn't play Aria yet, but I have played circle of the moon all the way through. And Oh God, forgetting the other one. All of a sudden, wow brain went dead what was the other it's aria of sorrow aria of sorrow circle the moon and portrait of ruin no no god what the hell is it that's very sad my brain just
2: completely failed me harmony of dissonance thank you you're welcome
1: yes uh yeah, Circle of the Moon. Uh, also, just so you guys know, that was the first one. People gave that; it, it's like more simplistic than the other ones. People gave it a lot of flack, but, and I remember thinking I was disappointed the first time I played it. I was I when I replayed it, I was totally not disappointed. I really enjoyed it. So yeah, like, uh, yeah, so yeah, good stuff.
2: I think I played that game on a cruise ship.
0: I good time played to play it. video games.
1: Yeah. I played it uh, at Carly's aunt's house where we were forced to go for Christmas for like three days back when that game was still relevant. So, yeah.
0: Anyways. Uh,
2: so two yeah, of our I, best
0: games are just old fucking games. What was yeah, that, Stephen, What was your best? Was it Guardians of the shaker. Galaxy?
2: Yeah, it's a brand new game.
0: All right.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm really enjoying Metroid, but I haven't played it enough to say, like, like I, I feel like I should beat it before I... Or at least get more than 20 hours into it. or That's not even going to take 20 hours to beat it, so maybe that's wrong. I Um, am. I'm only now like six hours into it, so I feel like I can't say. I'm really loving it. It's Metroid. It's Metroid in a very good way. The controls are are really responsive, so I'm like, it's like almost too fluid that it feels a little fakey sometimes, so I'm just Mm. like, wow, it's like really fluid, uh... Uh, the Emmys or whatever they're called, those are kind of annoying, Um, so it's like, that, those kind of, like, were a little mental hurdle for me, because they're just, like, a different kind of enemy than you faced in other Metroids, which is, it's like, wow, that's, like, really different, I, I don't know, I, I'm really enjoying that game, like I said, I just don't feel like I've done enough with it to say best, but, like, who knows? Hopefully by the end of this Christmas season, I'll be able to append that statement and say, yeah, definitely the best thing I played.
0: Sorry. Like I mean, games I played, played this either, year. So I can't say yeah. anything to you, Johnny.
1: Yeah. I'm just, well, like for not having new stuff, like what did I go and play? I like replayed uh Jedi fallen order and last of us. That's what, like, those were my biggest games. I just like, I've been playing comfort games. Kind of sad.
2: Either you get in the uh, the analog pocket thing. I no.
0: tried to get it the first time, and then this time they said they put out the statement that's like, if you're too slow, you'll be waiting until 2023. And I'm just like, fuck it, I'll buy it in 2023. <laughs> like, I, I, it's not something like if it was a, a Nintendo or even a Genesis. I don't, I don't use my Genesis one, so I don't know why why I would. But um, if it was something that like I would actually play. A lot I might get it, but uh like I have a modded GBA that is great yeah. for all my Game Boy games, so it's not like I absolutely need an analog pocket.
2: Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at too.
0: I do want one.
2: I just don't want to join
0: the fucking rat race to do it. I'm just I'm just lazy, Stefan.
2: Looks like they have open pre orders. Yeah, okay. If you want it in twenty twenty three. Oh yeah, ahead. fulfillment group C twenty twenty three. You're right. Yeah, I'll just
0: yeah. like at that point I'll like, I'll put my money in the stock market and like inflation will happen. I'll just buy a scalped one. Because what's the scalped one gonna be? It's an analog product. It will be like a thousand dollars. And I'll miss out and it'll be fine. And I can miss out as long as it's not something that's vintage, in which case did I you can't hear, miss out. You I need to FOMO said, everything. Mm-hmm.
2: Johnny, he just said that he could miss out and then it would be okay.
1: Yeah, I know he's he's growing <laughs> as a person. Um, guys, I I wanted to just touch on some stuff we talked about last year, goals, uh, and just see where well, uh, not goals. Um, I do want to check in on those, but I want to check in on Ada's Animal Crossing habit, especially. <laughs> I want to know if she's still playing eight hours of Animal Crossing a day.
0: She's definitely not. Um, Good. No, we're, we're, I mean, we're, we're on a good clip. We're playing a bunch of co-op games. I just bought like 10 different co-op games during the steam sale that we're going to play through. Excited for that. Is she still playing animal crossing. She is playing Pokemon go. Okay.
1: Still on that go train. That's, that's cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, did you guys get your, uh, letters from Nintendo telling you how much you played or didn't play your switch?
0: i mean did i play my switch this year i don't i don't know if i even played my switch this year so i don't know if there was anything to tell me
1: oh yeah though i mean there was a letter from nintendo like they send out every year
0: oh i played Ah. uh i played pico park on switch at my friend's house which was the only switch game i played all year johnny
1: wow that is crazy that uh that that happened to you um I went up from, remember, last year I was upset by having only like 35 hours. This year I got it up to
0: 52. Hey, that's like a video game. Maybe two video games.
2: That's an hour a week. Johnny, what was the title of that email? I
1: do not remember, honestly. You son of a bitch. I'm sure it came from Nintendo, though, so... You know, maybe, maybe search your filter, setting don't, it from sender Nintendo. Me. I don't know. I'm just helping you out here. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know what your technical skill is. Anyways, um, you look for that. And then, uh, yeah, I do want to get into goals and, um, just hear, well, what some goals are for everybody. And, uh, you know, we, we talk about goals and their importance a lot on this show, you do have to have something in mind, or you can cut, you can catch yourself in a malaise where you don't know what you're buying, and you're just like flailing, buying whatever, um, and then your collection does not improve. Really, it just grows. Um, so, depending on what your goals are, if you're not a set collector, growth may not be um, the number one goal. Quality of the quality of growth rather than a, the size of growth might be more important. So, just keep those in mind.
2: 14 hours johnny i played my switch for 14 hours wow. 13 13 of those hours are were act
0: <laughs> some hardcore gamers here guys <laughs> right
1: wow that that is so sad um yeah I, look I, i'm like slowly grooming my son to love video games and uh, when that happens i can't wait to just play all the video games with him like he doesn't know he's my best friend yet but He's gonna learn one day, and we're gonna hang out all the time. And yeah, except I,
2: like, there's gonna be a period in his teenage years where he's definitely not gonna be your best friend. Oh yeah, yeah, that, that's fine.
1: <laughs> that's fine. Like I, I know that's gonna change, and then later it will get there again.
2: Well, yeah, yeah. You that's know. what I'm looking forward to.
1: Yeah, like, like I, I just have to build all the nostalgia into him, so when he wants it, he's like, I remember when, and then we get
2: those moments back when he's older. Yeah, as much as I love the now with like a six year old and how awesome she is. Like I am, I'm, I'm just because like, I have such a great relationship with my mom, uh, as an adult, like our adult relationship is amazing. Like I, I like look at that and I want that so bad with Piper. Uh, yeah. So, uh,
1: anyways, let's talk about your goal, your (laughs) goal, Stefan, you might as well tell us what is your goal this year?
2: Well, I'm excited to talk about goals because Johnny and did you,
1: yeah. And did you complete your goal from last year?
2: And Johnny reminded know- me that I did complete my goal from last year, uh, that my goal from last year was to, because of the pandemic and everything shutting down, my goal was to at least have one, uh, art show, uh, in, in public with other people. And, uh, and I did that. I did have one art show, uh, at the, uh, at the, uh, c- local convention that Megabit, uh, in, uh, in Simi Valley, a local convention to us. So Johnny, uh, was there as well. And, uh, uh, and it was a great show, and I had a, a great time and uh, actually set up uh, set up my next show, which is socal retro in in February. um set that up at that show um, and got some great footage, all the like all the all the like cam footage that you see of 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 our show that i that I use for promotions. That was all done at, at megabit. So um, I was super, super happy with that show. I could not be more pleased. And then, um you know, honestly, my, my goal for, for tw- uh 22 is to do to do more shows um see how many i can i can get done or at least like some really high quality shows like i my the socal retro is going to be a great show um as far as i know whenever portland happens i'm going to do a show there too so uh, so that hopefully if if we if portland happens in 22 then then i'll be there as well so i'm excited for that um, I'm also trying my best to, to, to figure out uh, Emerald City Comic Con for next year, um, so because uh, that's you know having a, a Nintendo Power show in Seattle, I'm, I think would be like awesome for everyone, like just because it's so so intrinsically um, linked to that community, um, and I think I can actually like pull some people out of the woodwork uh, if I'm there, so uh, so I'm excited for that too, uh, but yeah more shows, just grow in the, grow, grow in the nonprofit. And I mean, that's something that I, that I launched in, in, uh, 21 was my 501 C3 nonprofit, the interactive art collection. So, um, which is, you know, art of Nintendo power is an exhibit within that, within that brand. So, um, cause you can't have a nonprofit with the word Nintendo in it. Um, <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, so, uh, just, you know, growing, growing that and, and, uh, you know, I don't have as much time as I would like, uh, cause I also, again, in, in 21 also kind of realigned my, my day job, my career path, uh, and to, to something that I, that I'm really passionate about. And, but that also takes up a tremendous amount of my time. And then, oh yes, I'm also a single parent of a six year old. So, uh, <laughs> so there's, uh. Not a whole lot of time, uh, spare time, but um, but I actually got some some decent uh, work uh, done on some things for the nonprofit uh, during this break. Uh, my office is closed from the for this it was closed from the twentieth um, all the way to the fourth, so uh, so I have a good chunk of time to to put into stuff like that. Uh, nice. So yeah, like I just want to keep keep things growing and 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 21 was a was a great launch year for me especially since uh, you know 20 obviously was such a downer year as far as getting things moving and um so yeah i'm excited okay cool tyler what about you
0: i mean i'm looking at i i've got i don't have a set goal now so i don't know how to define my goals i basically just I'll just be like, what came out in 1979? And I just well, go through Moby games. I'm like, what's all the coolest and most influential stuff from 1979? And I add it to my list. What was your goal from last year? No, that's how I like built my goals last year. I, I said last year my goal was like chip away at Japanese and computer games, because that's not where like the red-hot laser focus is, and that's what I'm into right now. So uh goddamn did I get a lot of that um so i will say i mean i didn't have a defined like end point to that i'm just kind of just chugging along with it but i mean in terms of getting the the key games johnny i i don't think i got the the tippity tip top computer stuff that i'm still going for i did get some of the tippity tip top for me japanese stuff Um, So I do think I'm doing excellently in terms of going after my goals and not buying dumb bullshit. Like I've completely cut out buying like PlayStation two and PlayStation three games um, that like, I just think would be cool. Like, you know, I I don't have like folklore or 3d dot game heroes and those are totally games like, yeah, it would be cool to have Africa and best of PlayStation network volume one. Like, yeah, those are games that got hyped and then went down. And right now, you know, it might be the time to buy it before they get hyped again but I'm just ignoring all that shit and focusing on my weird old computer stuff that gets no Instagram likes. Uh, Uh, And that's basically remaining my goal into 2022. So uh, shout out to all my buddies who I could share this stuff with that care. Woo. Tiger Wolf. Sometimes I find some weird, rare old Koey stuff and I'm like, check out this Koey stuff. And he's like, hell yeah. Let me tell you, uh, this backstory about the founder of Koei, and I'm like, I am here for it. Because
2: um, nobody else
0: is. 100% nobody else is. <laughs> uh, I mean, I would love to get some of that like, mm, tippy-top computer stuff just to get it out of the way. That first print mystery house? Probably not going to get that. Um, Man, people have been bidding strong on games I think no one cares about. Who am I bidding against, Johnny? I don't even know. Who outbid me know. on that wilderness campaign that was on eBay?
1: Yeah, that that's pretty strange.
0: Um, um I mean, I guess there's other there's like am I bidding against like the hardcore Apple II fans? Because I would think that they're like, who are these assholes that are paying hundreds of dollars for these games? But maybe there's also just guys in there with money, like now's the time, better pay, you know, two thousand dollars for wilderness campaign.
1: Either that or the brain worms that are going around just have infected everybody.
0: Maybe. I bet there's still a lot of people mad about it, like Apple II collectors. Like, I can, can't get in Rare Games anymore. I used to just find them at Goodwills. What happened? I never find an Apple GS at Goodwill anymore. Everyone's ruining everything. <laughs>
1: um, uh, I want to tell you a fun fact. You brought up Africa on the PS3. Did you know that one of the alternate titles... Like, uh, in, in one of the Asian regions uh, for it is Hakuna Matata.
0: <laughs> that's pretty good.
1: <laughs> there you go. Here's a fun don't... fact for the episode.
0: Wait. So, okay, I'm guessing... So, Hakuna Matata, that's actually, like, a real thing, then? It's not just a Lion King phrase? No, that's actually a thing. Okay. Like... Uh, You say that like everybody knows that. If we pulled, let's get that representative sample of a thousand people who said that Nintendo 64 was the best console ever. How many people do you think would think that's just a made-up Lion King thing? What language is that, Stefan? Got you! You've never seen the Maltese Falcon! Boom! Got him!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Tyler. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I believe that's Korean, too. I said region, uh, but I, I think it's the Korean release.
2: Okay. It's Swahili. You have racist.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Stefan, for that moment. <laughs> You're you welcome. Know, yeah, I I love being called a racist on the show. That's great. <laughs> Definitely throw that into the public record, so someone could misquote you and take it out of context. <laughs> hey, anyone's Put
0: it right next to, to where I told everyone <laughs> told everyone not to get vaccinated.
2: <laughs> yeah, anyone's again, allowed again. To, to-, to be clear,
0: get fucking vaccinated and boosted, Jesus. <laughs> This is the worst. I don't want this to happen every year. I want to go back to work, guys.
2: Look, if you want to use me saying you racist as a ringtone, you're welcome to. I I don't. I, I'm just you saying. might be. No, st- I'm just saying that anyone uh, anyone oh. can. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying.
1: Um. All right. My goals, Tyler, were much like yours. It was just like I'm gonna buy stuff I like, and I don't. There's no set path. I did say I was going to complete the Wii. I was like, you know what? I'm going to complete the Wii. And Stefan was like, do you care that much? Do you do you care a hundred games care? And you, Stefan was kind of like, nah, maybe not. And uh, I did make a dent, but not that big. I did buy some, and I did buy some Xbox games, sets I was still working on. I said I was going to buy some more GBA cool games. I did that. I said I was going to buy some cool PS2 st- games. I did that. Uh... But finish the Wii or Xbox, I did not do those things. Um, still chipping away. Maybe one day I will finish the Wii set. One day, guys.
2: So,
0: you know. There's a lot I of probably, those games, Johnny. What's that? There's a lot
2: of those games. Yeah. Did well, I mention last year wanting to sell off larger swaths of my collection? Because that's something that happened in 21.
1: No, you didn't. You mentioned that you might have to realign, and we talked about... Uh, the, your game room kind of being a vestigial piece of your mm. collection as that was no longer your current direction.
2: Mm.
0: Uh, you did say you're not going to buy more sealed games like a garbage man. Did you end up doing
2: that? Mm, I don't think I buy. Well, okay. It, uh, if we're counting, uh, of course we're counting because it is sealed. I did buy the the clamshell illusion of Gaia with a T shirt. That was the that was actually one of my first purchases of this year.
0: Uh, um, I mean, you're hard on. Fucking bourgeoisie over here.
2: I do. I do love illusion of Gaia though.
0: I know you do love that T-shirt. I do I
2: have many, many copies of it now. Yeah, ruining it
1: for the rest of us. Thanks, Stefan. Yep. Now I can't get Fuck
2: one. all the pores. That's that's my motto.
1: Yours and Tyler's, I think. um I embrace you guys and try to lift you up. These assholes tear you down.
2: <laughs> you embrace the pores?
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't that's.
2: I don't know if that's better.
1: Uh, Look, I I embrace them by trying to help them out. You are just like, F you guys, I'll step on your neck.
2: I'm always the one (laughs) with
0: the episodes like, cool shit you can get for $10. Don't tell me I don't embrace the pores. I am ironically saying the pores here just for the quote miners going through this episode of Collector's Quest. Like, man, I'm going to cancel fucking
2: all of them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) what goal for 2022 not get canceled
2: or get canceled i mean yeah you know, get it's canceled
1: you. yeah i mean listen to this episode and you know which way it's going Man. so <laughs> um anyways uh yeah I- i'm gonna continue to do the same thing i am gonna continue to chip away at that we set until one day it's finished Maybe I'll get a wild hair and just be like, I'm going to complete it. And that's what you thought I would do, Tyler. You thought I'd get so close, like I am now, and just be like, F it, and just go on a buying spree for all of them. But I did not, because I, I don't... crazy that
0: you haven't. I don't. mean like prices to, haven't even gone up that much on these no, stuff, so I, I don't know what you're waiting for. <laughs> I don't know. I
1: just, like, it's hard to buy these games. It's hard. Like, I look at my list, and I'm like, I don't mind buying these five, but, like, I just don't want to buy... Another copy of Just Dance.
0: There just is don't. some chunk of your dumbass Wii collection you could have never bought, and you could have won like one of the copies of Mystery House that went on eBay the past couple of months.
1: Yeah, I, I I would still like a copy of Mystery House. It's weird because like four years ago when you brought it up, I was like, "Why well, I, I never want Mystery House." Now I'm like completely 100 percent in on a first cop first print yeah. of Mystery House. Yeah. You're
0: probably not going to get a first print. You could sell for a third though. Those are a lot more common.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I would take a third. Really, I would um, like, I would just like a nice copy of Mystery House.
0: Well, this is how market manipulation works, John. You just keep repeating something until the ooze on Sega Genesis is the hot thing to own. That's right,
1: guys. The ooze. Uh, have you done our yearly check on the ooze? Has it gone mm-hmm. up?
0: I, you know, hey, I'm going to face it all on our price hype. Price you know how much we've been talking about the ooze lately, everybody. Uh, um, I'm just going to go to the game value now, which just calls it ooze because why not? Who needs articles? Um, Just a
1: reminder, all your lists are bad.
0: It's $49 compared to the beginning of the year when it was $50. Damn it. We're going the (laughs) wrong way. We picked the one game that plateaued.
2: Uh, Uh, Wait, how about Shelley Duvall's It's a Bird's Life? That went down (laughs) last
0: year. No. Yeah,
1: well, we checked and it went went down. Uh, Or maybe that was two years ago we checked. But yeah, it it was on a down slump. (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, man you go to this game value now because no one's like buying these it is just like a straight line across it, it literally looks like no one bought a copy this year at least that was tracked
1: it's just because none were for sale because it's so rare it's
0: so rare, rarest $24 game on planet earth not even true because probably the rarest $24 game on planet earth is also on 3DO
2: <laughs> carrier Remember fortress how hard... at
0: C, guys get your carrier fortress at sea
2: that shit is hard or it used to be hard. I,
0: I, slope style.
2: Also very hard. Yep. Yeah, a lot of these games don't sell because you just don't find them.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, guys, I want to move us on. I, I know it that's is- like the bullshit phrase I always use when we're talking. I'm like, okay, guys, I hate when I hear myself say it. Damn it.
2: Guys. Yeah.
1: Okay, guys. Ugh. Blarf. Blarf. Not Blarf. Not as, uh But let's move on and let's talk about My favorite part of the show. I want us to look at the episodes we did this year and I've got some cool stats for everyone. I guess not everyone. I've got some stats. stats. I like um, that. I'm going to go over first, but we're going to talk about our best episode of the year in our opinion. Like what was our best? What was our worst? And if that was also the most informative episode, but I just want to give everyone a general rundown. Oh, I forgot on my goals. I did say last in last year's episode, I was going to start a Patreon. Guess what? We did. And you can join it by going to patreon.com slash collector's and joining for as little as $2 or as much as $6, but really just join at the $4 tier because that's the best tier. And
2: Way to sell, Johnny.
1: Yeah, I, I'm i always like trying not to put money in our pocket. <laughs> uh, but yeah, go there if you want to. Get on our Discord, chat with us, and get access to our After Dark episodes and some bonus content. Or don't, and keep getting the free show that you enjoy. I'm not holding it against you. And thank you to everyone for who uh, joined us this year and uh, made our Patreon, what I would call uh, more successful than Tyler and I anticipated for sure. And probably Stefan, because he was like, <laughs> I, I we're doing were a Patreon.
2: Be, it's more uh, successful than Tyler and I. Uh,
1: yeah. Stefan was like, I don't know what's happening over here. Um, yeah, that's true. Anyways, uh, just like, really, <laughs> thank you so much for, for joining us. It's been great. I love our discord and everyone who's hanging out there. So, uh, and it was really nice to hang out on Christmas. So our, for the Christmas gift exchange. So if you are interested in that kind of lifestyle, we got the place for you. And it's not a place where you can be sad. So you can do that on Facebook. Um, Pirates of Dark Water Rules. Just uh, shouting that out. Anyways, episodes. Guys, uh, said it again. 2019, talk about, we did 28 episodes. That we that was 1.9 days of podcasting. As well, the content we delivered days is like a lot. That's And that's an average of 140 minutes per episode. So, you know, that's basically 46 hours. And in 2020, we were the picture of consistency. 1.9 days, again, 46 hours. But this time it was only 23 episodes. And they were like two hours per episode rather than an hour and 40 minutes. So our episode, uh, the length increased. But the same amount of podcast overall happened. And in 2021... Uh, Tyler was like, we're doing this and he was just on it all year and like driving the train a lot, making sure we were, uh, staying consistent with episodes. So I appreciate that. Thank you, Tyler. Thanks, Tyler. And we got, you know, 30 episodes out. So we went from, uh, you know, a very like 28 is a lot to 30, but listen to how much podcasting 2.6 days, 2.6 days of podcasts. So that's over 60 hours of the podcast and that does not include all the bonus stuff that we did for after dark Tyler, which has got to add another big long chunk of time on there. So no, I mean, not a over... quality
0: chunk, but yes, that is, that is time that people spent unless, unless you're one of the people, undeniably
2: more content, Tyler, undeniably,
0: move on. it is more content <laughs> and your content creator. You just got to crank <laughs> that shit out and put a stupid face on it.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, YouTube face, wonderful. We should get that on
2: our Discord. Look, um, if you guys want some YouTube face, I'm happy to oblige. You know, uh, you, no, thank you. I, I do some great YouTube face.
1: Oh, no, you don't. You don't even shave your face. You're always you looking know what? sloppy. I actually,
2: I don't, really, I don't really YouTube much, honestly, anymore. Yeah. It's sad.
1: Yeah, that was like you, one of the things you were talking about last year. You're like, I'm really committed. Now, here we are. But yeah, I, we are. I don't blame you. you were, you were far too busy for that shit. Yeah. Um, li- life gets in the way. Um,
2: anyways. Sure does.
1: Let's talk about uh, the episodes now. I just thought that was cool that we got out that much content this year. That's that's like a lot. I don't know if it was better, but 2.6 days over 60 hours, not counting after dark stuff. Yeah, great. Um, all right. Uh, Tyler, why don't you go first? Tell me what was your favorite episode this year?
0: I mean, we did a a collecting the history of Mario games and the rarest Zelda games. And man, Mario and Zelda are pretty cool. I guess the history of Mario games, because that is such like Tyler bullshit that we talked about, like Donkey Kong Game and Watches. You know, maybe I'll go Zelda because I I don't remember the episodes. I haven't listened to them. I bet it was easier to have conversations about shit that wasn't rare Game and Watches.
1: Uh, So I'll tell you on the... On the Mario one, like I didn't fully embrace your concept at first, so I think I ruined like with like dumbass jokes in the middle of the Mario one, and was more on board in the Zelda one. Um, and that was a that was my problem. It wasn't a you problem or, uh, you know, a design problem. That was just me being a jackass. Uh, yeah, those were good episodes. I like. I actually like that we started like kind of delving into. That side, like the collect collecting uh, the history of survival horror, like was another one in that kind of series that I like that we did too.
0: Yeah, and just because I think also those episodes can relate to basically everyone because everyone likes Mario and Zelda. And when we do an episode on the Wada Pop Report, people are probably just like, "How do I unsubscribe from this podcast?" <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> true. Okay, um, Stefan, what what about you? What do you got for best?
2: All right, look, I don't think it's a secret that uh, I'm not on this podcast because I collect a whole bunch of video games. So generally my favorite stuff is uh, when we talk about other things. <laughs> um, so my absolute favorite, and I feel like, also things that I feel like um, I can contribute to like squarely and, and like give good, give good stuff uh, back to the audience. Those are gonna be my favorite episodes. So my favorite episode of this year was episode 173. You've completed the set what now where we talked about like other ways that you can uh invest in the hobby or or reinvest in your game room or you know spruce things up and and just other other things that you can do once you've like hit your set goal because that's exactly where i was so i think out of any episode this year i think that particular ep- episode was the one that i had the most to contribute to um, because that's that's 100 percent where i was in my in my collection journey at the time so that was my favorite.
1: Okay. For me, I I liked you know, we did some good episodes this year. We did a lot of episodes too. Um you know, I I like that we did a couple of like the the cheesy like one offs that I know Tyler kind of like rolls his eyes at. I like that we did nest games based on R rated movies. That like I know that wasn't a big hit with people, but I like looking at li dumb little subsets like that and you know, cartoons uh, you know, just like we talked about a lot of cartoon stuff that was like cool, but my favorite and I, I mentioned it already was the collecting of the history of survival horror. I, I like that. We started doing episodes like that, as I said, and it got into the Halloween theme and Tyler's way more on board with Halloween stuff. So yeah, <laughs> I, I, I that. And I, I, I kind of, I like a lot of the direction we've taken. So maybe not specifically on episodes, but on design, I like where we're going. I also really liked doing the light gun episode. Because I don't know, light guns are cool, and we got to talk about it. So, and then I just saw like uh, the historian just did like a video on light guns, and I was like, we we were there first, so that felt good too. Anyways, yeah, that's it. That's all I got there. Okay, great. let's uh, let's move on to worst. What which episode were you like, man? We we should have just scrapped it from the start, but we did it anyways. Go ahead Tyler. I don't know, man. Are we
0: that it's bad? Not really. I mean, if, if you want if you want my honest answer, which I'm not allowed to least say, least good. It's going to be it's going to be the interview episode cuz like don't like interview episodes. Right. I'm I'm a bit of a mic hog, Johnny. Um, Mine too. So let me uh let me not say the rude answer and I, I don't know, like the Carl Jobs episode cuz like it's outdated and probably doesn't matter. And that that episode's only like 3 months old. That episode's 3 months old. Like that episode feels like it's a billion years old. It's irrelevant. No one will ever listen to it again. So why does it exist? It had to exist in like that weak moment, but now it's like whatever. I don't know. Maybe it was okay, but
2: all right, Stefan. What? Do you um. Well, you, oh, on, honestly, it was the interview episode, but it had nothing to do with the interviewer. It was just all to do with the like put putting four people on this when. Like it's hard enough with three. Like it's that's, I mean, that's, I think that's generally why we don't do interviews with people anyway, right? Is that it's just logistically very difficult. Um, and it was just, I don't know, and that, that, that was not my favorite. But again, nothing to do with the topic or the interview or just I mean, mostly the yeah. logistics.
1: I mean, it's for Stefan to say that it has to be true that it's all about the logistics because. He's he's in that documentary. So I am like, in that. Documentary. Yeah. So he would be hyping it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, it's, yeah it's, it, sure. it's nothing against Edward or the the movie or anything like that. Um, it's like just the logistics and and figuring that out is is always kind of hard. It's hard. Interviews are hard with four people. They just are. For sure. uh, any podcast with four people is hard unless you have like a big fancy expensive setup and everyone's together and then you can see each other's faces, but like Skype, with yeah, no being videos. able
2: to take, so, to, being able to take facial cues off people is so important when you have that many people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so it, maybe uh, next time we do to, uh tease, having Robin Mahara on the show again, we did it last uh, year. Uh,
1: yeah. We were like, we should have Robin. And then Tyler <laughs> was like super rude about it. And what,
0: um, what? Yeah. was I? Yeah.
2: Uh, I mean, you do hate that guy. Oh my God. No.
1: <laughs> You're always like, "How does it feel to be the sucking best, b- or some bullshit?" How does it feel to lose? Like you always say shit like <laughs> yeah. that. So rude.
2: He's such a dick. I
1: want to know your perspective on
2: sucking. Like <laughs> yeah. so
0: rude. Oh my god.
2: Um, if we do do interviews, we should honestly. If we just kind of turned our cameras on, that would probably help tremendously.
1: Yeah. It, again, that's just like the video thing, or, or not maybe, that, maybe. Maybe not I can that we need to like. We don't need
2: episode. to broadcast the video if you don't want to. If you're uncomfortable with that, which. But just again, to just take up. Take to take facial cues off of each other. That would probably be very helpful.
1: Yeah, I was thinking the same thing actually. But yeah, solid idea, Stefan. I'm gonna credit you. Solid idea. Thanks. Um, I am not gonna say the interview because that's not my least favorite episode at all. It is technically a challenge, and it does create for some awkward moments. And then, like, also, we all three know each other, so it's a lot easier to talk. Um, when you have someone new, you gotta kind of like figure something out sometimes. But the Carl Jobs one. Oh my god, I didn't want to do that episode. I didn't <laughs> want to talk had about to. it. I never want to talk about it. I got called the fucking water show like four fucking times. <laughs> Guys, I'm gonna set something up for everybody right fucking now. I do not own graded games. These two assholes, they own graded games. I've never said go buy a graded game. I
2: again, oh, god.
1: hear me. I don't own any graded games. I don't like graded games. I want nothing to do with them. I think the cases are stupid. Just fuck off on this already, all right? No, I've never, like, if you are listening to this podcast and you're like, I want to learn about some collecting stuff and these guys are maybe sometimes entertaining or maybe sometimes are total assholes like Johnny's being right now, uh, but they also give me some information, so I'm going to listen. You're like, huh, I'm going to follow maybe what these guys do because maybe they seem like they've done okay in collecting. If, if you can still listen to everything I've said and done and then be like, because I happen to like Dennis as a person and as a, as a person I would call a friend, but that has nothing to do with business and then go, yeah, Johnny's a water show. After I've just said, I don't own the games. I don't recommend them. Don't grade your games. I, and I just, how often do I shit talk investing and people are like, yeah, that guy's a show for water. He really wants it.
0: So you just want the games, is what you're saying, but you can't afford them.
1: Yeah, that's that. Yeah, I'm a poor. Thank you for mm-hmm. identifying what it is.
2: <laughs>
1: <sighs> that and that episode just like embodied all of that, and then people just like coming at me from all angles, and then like just like getting emails or texts from my family about video games, and just like having to engage in inane, just conversations about this. From some guy who doesn't know about video games? <laughs> like at least not collecting? Holy shit balls. God, I hate that episode. I want to burn it to the ground. I want to burn that episode. Did we need to do it? Probably. Was it relevant? Sure. Will, will I have to do another dumbass episode like that? Probably. Didn't really love the pop episode. I uh, didn't love like every time a, a record breaks and we have to do that, but that's
0: that's part I'm of. We sure didn't. I'm sure they're. Yeah. Oh, we did. We did the uh, Mario sixty four. We didn't do the the other one. No, never, I mean, I but we talk
1: about. Was. I mean, but the Mario sixty four one was like
0: it's so you know, ridiculous it. that buying it.
1: yeah, <laughs> like like we are video game collectors. We are talking. On not reporting, but we discuss events that happen. So I mean that's relevant to collecting, and it's relevant to everyone. So I get that it it, you know it impacts the people who we uh, who we're talking to and us. So I get why we have to do those episodes, but I don't always love them. Um, But that doesn't mean I I I phone it in. I come with all the passion I have. Clearly, if I can still be called the Wattashill after all of that, um, yeah. There it is. That's the one I fucking hate. I hate it. It's actually my least favorite episode we've ever done, and that includes episodes that after recording, I said, no, I'm not publishing those. <laughs> there you go.
0: Damn, we should have done one for the the follow-up Carl Jobs video, guys. Absolutely so not. So Johnny could defend Wada some more. Legally. Oh, God. <sighs> <sighs>
1: Uh, please don't, I don't, I don't even want to, I don't even want to fake discuss it. (laughs) So anyways, that was my least favorite episode. Uh, (coughs) Do you guys have any, any uh, most informative uh, episodes you want to talk about? Anything there? Different answers? Honestly,
2: Honestly, I as a real quick answer. I would probably stick with my, my favorite one, the, where we just kind of like gave rattled off various things that you could do besides collecting games. I thought that was also super informative.
1: Uh, yeah, I would. I would agree with you. I would change my answer for most informative to that one because I think, I think that's a crux that a lot of people get to, and I thought that was like kind of good information.
2: Yeah, and and not something that like uh, I think is like widely talked about either, like on on similar podcasts.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah.
1: Uh, weirdest title: The market is euphoric. Should you sell out? Thanks, Tyler. That was a good one. I chuckle every time I see that <laughs> the market is euphoric.
0: I don't even remember what the fuck we talked about in that episode.
1: That was like... What do we say? No, No,
0: games are great. Just keep them. Like, what do we say?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's basically what we said. Well, people are like, you should sell your video games right now because the market is at its peak. Everyone get out. It was uh, the bubble was... It was another bubble is bursting uh, thing was going on. I think there was something on um, the CUP podcast about it or something, too. I think we were responding a little bit. Okay. I thought Tyler, your second favorite or least favorite episode uh, was going to be uh, the CQ cut collecting DC games.
0: Yeah, that was pretty low on there. Johnny, I am so ready for us to stop circle jerking over our own content and move on to whatever the next segment is. Is it collector's questions <laughs> or is it predictions for
1: 2022? We're not circle jerking. We're, we're it's reminiscing,
0: every but people don't want to hear us reminisce about our content. Are people like nostalgic for the collector's quest episodes of your
1: I don't think. We're talking about nostalgia. We, it's like it's like the inside baseball. You hear about like what we thought about our own stuff. It's evaluation.
0: Right. Uh, that's way yeah. better than than my take on it. My take is that it's more like a clip show. Although it's not really a clip show. It's like it's definitely bad not DVD a clip commentary. Show. Where it's like I don't really remember what we said in this episode. Yeah. Anyways,
1: yeah, Tyler, asshole. Like it was like four <laughs> minutes, except for my. If you exclude my rant, yeah, we were gonna move on, and I was gonna just. Uh, I wanted one like little shout out cause I don't think we've ever done it and I'm going to get his name wrong, but I think it's Aldo Galindo. Um, I'm sorry if I'm getting your name wrong. Like this guy's just been a stalwart listening to this podcast on SoundCloud. It's like since, since the inception, I think he's got the most listens. So anyways, just saying hi to you, uh, and just acknowledging that I've seen your name before and I, I look every year at your views and, uh, Hey, thanks for Is always, it- uh, listening to the show.
2: Is that the guy that tagged us on Instagram and had, like, an am- amazing amount of hours logged?
1: Uh, No, that, that's, like, that was not him. Okay. I think Tiger Wolf was one, one of the first ones that tagged us for that. I don't remember the others. But, yeah, people were showing us their Spotify. And, man, thank you guys so much for listening. Anyways, Tyler hates us circle jerking about our content. So yeah, let's
2: we would have been, been done. And then you yep. had to reel yep. us back in.
1: Yeah, let's go ahead and talk about some collectors' questions, and let's answer some of those, Tyler.
0: Hold on, let's get. Let me get there. Oh, oh my, my god.
1: god, you you were this annoyed were and worst. checking out of the episode. You, you could have w- at worst. least pulled it up.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm trying. I'm, I'm getting there. Oh my god, Heck. this
1: guy, this guy, Tyler, fucking never uh. change, and I mean that. I do love you, Tyler.
0: Jasonic the kid asked Stefan, "Was collecting the PS2 set so soul-crushingly intimidating that you decided <laughs> to sell all of your collection and go after something easier with the
2: Nintendo Power stuff?" <laughs> something easier, like original art. Uh, yes, that's, you know that's
0: what? A- I I've got original art, Johnny. Do you have some original art? Uh, I don't. Uh, any piece of original art has JD ever drawn something on the refrigerator?
2: No. I see where you're going with this. Uh yes, it was absolutely soul crushing. Uh that I, I was you know, after after doing twelve North American sets, PS two was just it's just too much. Too much. I mean, People to have
0: original thing. art, no one has a PS two set, it's an exclusive club. All right, uh
2: Did you just throw something?
0: Johnny just like completely outed and said BRB on <laughs> the, the Skype thing, but we'll keep going. Uh, question, Tyler, what is the current world of pinball manufacturers and what what new pin would you most like to get? Uh, and
2: where can you find alternate art for a comet?
0: <laughs> uh, to explain that reference to our listeners, because no one knows what the art for comet, comet looks like. Uh, I'm guessing Dan Maresca does not listen to this podcast, Stefan. Um, uh, Comet is what is it? 1986 pinball machine drawn by a weird guy Python Angelou, and it's got uh, it's got like 12 people in a roller coaster. Oh, it's just the why am I even explaining? this? There's a very stereotypical. <laughs> now you have to go stereotypical bad drawing of a, a black child. It's racist. Why is there a racist pinball backlash on a on a classic game what's the current world of pinball manufacturers i have no idea i haven't been doing arcade in two years my whole life is out of control the prices i can't even afford like flip it i guess i could like rotate my games if i sell but I, oh man whenever I, I buy a game i figure like oh i'll sell it for like the same price i bought it and that will be fair i'm not I'm not going to charge someone a thousand more than I paid for a game. It feels I'm, I'm sorry.
2: Right. What are you? You're, you're talking about selling games that you've bought. No,
0: the, I can't. I can't just buy new pinball machines. First of all, I don't have room. Second of all, pinball machine prices are just like video game prices. Everything is double what it used to be. And I don't want to uh, enter that brave new world. So I'm just happy with what I got. I, I literally have no idea what the new stuff is. I haven't even played a Willy Wonka yet. Um, Like, what? There's like, there's, I see so many old men. Like, what? Steve Ritchie works for, uh, JJP now. No one, no one knows pinball stuff. Who am I talking to? Who, who is, who is this segment for? What new pin would I most like to get? I guess Willy Wonka, because Jersey Jack, uh, makes really complex and cool games. I'd
2: really like, uh, a Rick and Morty. That's like the only, the, the only new one that I'd really like that I don't have.
0: Uh, Yeah, I've never played that because it's uh, it's a spooky game, so it's like super boutique and they probably made like 500 of them, right?
2: Yeah, there's not very many. (laughs)
0: Um, Johnny, are you back? I am. Whoa! Is it harder to spend a large amount of money on a video game or a book? I ask because you mentioned on the show uh, spending a significant amount more on a book than you have on a video game. Do you think you'll ever spend more than that on a video game?
1: Okay, so... No, it's not harder to spend, um, more money on a video game than a book. Uh, the reason, well, it was easier on the book in this case, because that book is like the obtainable grail. It is the thing it's, it's like the one thing I like if the top of the mountain, aside from the hardback, like, that's what I want. That's like what I'm in this for. This is the the biggest piece and it was still obtainable and it was never going to be more obtainable. So there's nothing like in video game, when I started collecting, there was no reason to spend that much except on stadium events, which I have no feelings for. I have, my wife loves Harry Potter. I love Harry Potter. It, it wasn't hard. Like we love those books. So like I'm buying a thing I love. So in that sense, it was easier like buying stadium events. I don't love stadium events. So like that was like for the nest set. Like that was the one mountain I wouldn't climb because I just looked at that and said, No, I don't care about this. It's, again, it's not an investment for me, and I didn't look at it that way then. I just said, I want to own these games. But, like, the set wasn't more important than $10,000 or even $3,000 back when I had the opportunity. Um, Also, $3,000 back then compared to, like, the 7,000 or nearly 7,000 I spent on Harry Potter. Um, It was, like, $6,200 or something what I spent on that, like, that would three thousand. Was still more money to me back then than probably the six thousand is now. Sure. Um, and I, but I, I could have done it. Like it wasn't like so far out of bounds that I couldn't have done it. I just didn't want to. Um, so again, it's not. It's not the hardness of it. Like I completed the Super Nintendo. Sp- I spent all the money required because it's my favorite thing. Right. That's like this is the thing. I love this thing. So I'm gonna just go and do it. There just wasn't anything that expensive, so I never really had to meet that. Um, Magical Chase, like, I went and got for the Turbo system. Like, I really wanted to complete that set, and Magical Chase is kind of cool. I don't love it, but, like, I think it's neat, so it was easy to spend, like, that money on. But, like, I wouldn't have spent 10000 on it. So, yeah, the book, because it was that specific book, also, like, I, I don't know if in... Like, I don't think there was any, like, investor brain going like oh i guess i could definitely you know i'm going to make money on this or these are going to be more collectible than games that's not how it went did i look at it and go i think whatever money i put into this i could always get out of it so it's kind of just like adjusting my my savings into a different area or at least a piece of my savings into a different area yeah i I did kind of look at it like that because if we ever had to we could get rid of it and i think make money on our purchase but that's not really where we are unless uh you know uh, things go completely haywire, but again, I I always spend money on like collectibles in a way that I'm never going to miss it. Like the money is gone. Sure. It's not an investment. I lit it on fire. If I ever do make money off it. Great. Sorry. That's like a, a I, that's kind of a, it's a hard question because I don't, it, I don't know the exact right answer. Um, and it, you would think I would because it's directed for me in my situation, but uh, they were different. They, they don't line up Exactly follow-up
2: question i'm yeah. raising my hand you can't see it but i am um do you feel like that it made it easier or 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 influenced the, your decision or uh the ease of that decision at all um based on the fact that it's something that you and carly do together versus oh,
1: absolutely yeah yeah for sure um the one there's no di- like we obviously had a discussion but like it's exciting for me, like when she's into books and stuff like this. And <clears throat> even though I have to go do most of the legwork, I'm excited that she gets excited that we own them. And that's like a True. little, you know, I like you guys might find this weird, but I love my wife and we're friends. And I think it's cool when we can do stuff together. So yeah, I, I, it was great. That It definitely did make it easier.
0: I'm going to do one more question. Those were all by Jasonic the Kids. So we it feels like do, cheating yeah. to give them all of them. I'm going to get one by Daddy Mulk yeah Halloween related question from late September guys Uh, what are your personal ranking of the monster serials either all five cores or at least the Holy Trinity Um, I had to look these up I assume you guys know them by memory yep Stefan I'm sorry I subscriber
2: sorry say that can you repeat the question (laughs) I was distracted by by my child
1: count chocula and stuff which uh, of the five available which are your favorites What's
2: your favorite? Oh, probably Count Chocula. I probably eat that the most of all of them. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: Uh, you're supposed to rank all of them, or at least the core three guys. I mean, everyone knows the the holy trinity of monster cereals. So, Johnny. oh, uh, do, like Stephen. You're Stephen. I mean, Stefan can go again. Yeah.
1: Do you want to continue oh. ranking after Count Chocula being one? Where are you putting Booberry and Monster Mash? and Honestly, I don't
2: think I've honestly, I don't think I've I've actually eaten any other cereal like except for Count Chocula since I was a kid. Uh, so I don't know that I have the reference to rank them um, like I have the boxes. I bought the boxes, <laughs> but <laughs> but, uh, but I don't have the I don't have the. I don't think I have the palette memory to tell you uh aside from Count Chocula.
1: Yeah, and I think it's six now, right? Yeah, I think
0: Monster Mash six. is a, a mm-hmm. mashup of the five yeah, of in all, one box, yeah. it looks like.
1: So yeah, I'm gonna include that in my rankings because it's actually my number two. Count oh. Chocula being my number one, um Franken- or Monster Mash being my number two, uh Frankenberry being three, Booberry being four. Uh, no, maybe yummy mummy, and then booberry, and then i uh, I don't think I've ever actually had just fruit brute by itself, so uh
0: I'll no. put uh, a count chocolate at number one uh as low as a number one will go because i I don't like chocolatey cereals. Um, I will take an extremely sweet cereal because I mean, cinnamon toast crunch has to be in the conversation of any conversation. Uh, never had frankenberry never had boo berry have never heard of fruity yummy mummy have never heard of fruit brute what are these west coast ass cereals you guys get? No
1: these are old like those are old like if you're seeing them new like it's because they General Mills re-released them um but yeah like yummy mummy and fruit brute I I don't know, did they get new releases? Because they were dead for Yeah, I'm looking at a comparison of old and new
2: boxes. Fruit Brute was, unless they brought it back recently, recently, uh, you know, Fruit Brute was dead for a long time.
1: Yeah, same with Yummy Mummy. I'm
0: going to go to the Wikipedia page for Fruit Brute cereal and uh, see what's going up with that. I'm sorry, there's a Wikipedia page for monster cereals.
1: Yep. There
0: sure Um, is. So, surely, they will tell me when it was discontinued. Uh, It was 1974 to 1982, relaunched in 2013, discontinued in 2014. Yeah, Daddy Milk, I've never had fucking Fruit Brute, a cereal that was (laughs) around for less than a year while I've been alive.
1: (laughs) He did say you could keep it to the Holy Trilogy. Or Trinity Uh, of them.
0: I'm guessing the Holy Trinity are the ones that haven't been canceled. (laughs) Uh, It's
1: Chocula. It's Count Chocula, Fruit Brute, or Fruit Brute, Frankenberry, and Boo Berry. Those three are always out at Target, like, every year, always.
0: At at least Yummy Mummy was around from 1988 to 1992 before it got discontinued, so I was technically alive while that existed. Well, that's
1: why I can tell you Yummy Mummy, and I can't tell you anything about Fruit Brute.
0: All right. Um... All right, great. Uh, That's our collector's questions. No, we're going
1: to do one more. We got an easy one. uh, Uh, Kanakis says, is Nightmare Before Christmas an honorary Halloween title or strictly Christmas? It's both. Real easy.
2: I have no idea what What, this is. What's
0: the title song of Nightmare Before Christmas, Kanakis? (laughs) This is Halloween? I think it's a Halloween movie, too
1: it's yeah, it's Halloween. It's both. You, you you can, you can start watching it when Halloween season starts and finish it up at the new year. Yeah. That's how my house runs with it.
0: I mean, he made the perfect movie because Thanksgiving is a boring concept and combining Halloween with Christmas is a much more ingenious way to make a movie. That's technically kind of Thanksgiving.
1: This is Thanksgiving. Uh, It just doesn't have that ring. (laughs) Uh, anyways. Um, all right. uh, just want to get that. That was a real quick one. And um, do we have anything else we want to answer? Nope. We'll save save this. We're gonna we're gonna have to do a question episode to get through these guys. Stefan's I'm into like, it. Yes. No, yes. No, Thank we, you.
0: No. Fuck that. We have episode this section, So we don't need the question episode. Well, you said
1: that, but we're not answering enough questions. Well, I guess what? maybe there's like we're we, we're like 20
0: questions behind. At least, yeah. But if we ask people for more questions, they'll just put in more questions. It's amazing. <laughs> but when do we? When do we get current? What? Retro game enthusiast asks, "What are your favorite podcasts that have little to nothing to do with video games?"
1: That's easy, guys. Just pull up. Uh, Collectors' requests. <laughs> Yeah, Collector's Quest is my favorite (laughs) podcast, guys. has very little to do with video games, especially right fucking now.
2: Um, I honestly only listen to video game podcasts. Do you? you I listen to no video game
1: podcast. I don't want to hear it.
2: Uh I, you know what no that that's not true. So I I do listen with with Piper and and uh Kate's son um to a podcast called Unspookable which it basically like breaks down like things that are scary for kids like the you know giant spiders or mummies or werewolves or whatever and they like educate them like uh, at, a, at a, like an age appropriate level um uh, about that thing. So like to kind of like take a very scary subject and make it less scary um, and they do it actually a really good job of it so that's that's nice. one that I
1: Tower do you have an answer or do you want me to go because uh, I know I you mean, listen like... to Comic Tom
0: oh obviously the Bags and Board co- uh, podcast with your boy Comic Tom here to count down the 10 craziest sales that have the books on fire in this market collecting modern day mythology I can't keep my Comic Tom impression um <laughs> I enjoyed it, but thank
2: you. I did not enjoy it.
0: Hardcore history, I think that's an obvious one. Radio Lab. Uh t- to one that maybe people haven't heard of. I have no idea how popular this podcast is. Deep dive in the shallow end. Great. Not heard of it. Sounds like you guys haven't heard of it. So uh Is it you an know oral sex thought- podcast? Is it
2: what? An oral sex podcast? Because that's totally that's, not. Uh, I, know, I
1: guess if we're talking about shallow end, <laughs> Stefan's got it. Deep dive. God no, I, I, sh- I said into the shallow end. So, that's right. yeah. <laughs> I'm saying you have a small penis.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. Shallow, the, uh, not deep.
0: It's two comedians. One is uh, the editor in chief of Hard Drive, which is like the onion for technology. And they basically. Just read you a Wikipedia page of something interesting while uh, making wisecracks, and I enjoy it very much. Uh, If I look for Deep Dive in the Shallow End, the first YouTube video has 229 views, so it's possible no one but me listens to this fucking podcast. I don't know, but it's great. If you like comedy and boring or interesting things, you can listen to that.
1: Uh, Not a podcast, but I know we both like it. Hot Ones.
0: Oh, I don't like Hot
2: Ones because I don't like interviews.
1: You love hot ones, love the interviews. I like
0: hot ones.
2: Um, he's an he's an excellent interviewer. I, 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 does oh, he yeah, do a, he a podcast as well as the YouTube show? Because I watch. I don't know. I,
1: I, I I'm just saying it. It's like kind of like a podcast.
2: Yeah,
0: uh, I mean, it feels like also his questions are like crafted in a way to like just like jerk off how great his interview questions are. He's like, look at how deep my fucking cut is, bitch. That's like all his questions. Well, yeah, I don't care because I'm here for yeah, it. He's know, also there
1: for, like, those are celebrities and they kind of need that. And he's forcing them to eat the bomb sauce, Tyler. Like, come on.
0: Why doesn't he just <laughs> ask them, what was it like working with The Rock while making the new Jumanji movie?
1: Because they go through a press junket and they answer those questions all day and hate it. <laughs> I, know, that, that, I know, Johnny, I know. Well, then don't ask the question if you don't want an ah! answer.
2: It's also find when they, like, are having a very difficult time braining good at the towards the towards the end and like having them ask or answer really existential questions
1: yeah hot ones is good uh i have i have some more answers hey shout out to a dialogue alley uh to a couple of my friends there it's a harry potter book collecting podcast um that's on if you're interested in harry potter stuff so it's
2: a very clever name
1: yeah dialogue alley it's great we love that name
2: it's good stuff yeah,
1: it's great. Uh, and that's Carly, Eric, and uh, Melanie over there. I enjoy their par- podcast. No, really. And give them... Uh, yeah, no. Car- that's a Carly <laughs> with a Y. My wife is an IE. Um, I also enjoy uh, Constructed Resources, which is a magic podcast. So that that's like a thing. And what else do I listen to? Oh, yeah. Fake fake sucks. Doctors, Real Friends. So that's uh, the... Scrubs rewatch podcast with uh, Zach Braff and Donald Faison. So I watched, I listened to that. I said, watch, but I listened because I like Wait, scrubs. Zach Braff
2: has a, has a podcast about his own show.
1: Yeah. Uh, they, huh. they do uh, a rewatch him and Donald. Uh, they started right when the pandemic started. Uh, yeah, it's, it's good. They like, they go through each episode and they have like all of the cast of scrubs comes on and talk. They have like directors come on like various different roles in the show uh, come on and talk about it. It's really good. And you know, you get their perspective and you know, you hear about their younger life and the careers and stuff. It, yeah. It's fun. They they keep it pretty, pretty fun. So yeah, it's good stuff. There you go. Daddy like Mulk Scrubs
0: asks, a what's a game you absolutely wanted to what? hate, but Oh, I'm sorry. Red the game shark asked this, but we can just write over him, whatever. What's a game you absolutely wanted to hate, but Hold ended on. up
1: loving. Hold on. Hold on.
0: Oh, you have more Red podcasts? the Game
1: Shark. If you want cheap, cheap import <laughs> games, contact Red the Game Shark for the cheapest games around. Okay, you may continue.
0: Uh, guys, what's a game you wanted to hate but ended up loving?
2: Wanted to hate. I don't. I don't. You don't, you don't go into games wanting out, to hate them.
0: Uh, oh, you know what? Um, Do I have one? I don't know. If I got Rock Band. Oh no! Oh,
1: ouch! um careful he'll cut his sponsorship (laughs) (laughs) uh uh, rock band i I, and guitar hero i thought i would hate those games and i i wound up loving them so there you go also like call of duty is a game i should absolutely hate but still enjoy it though i haven't played it in like a year and a half
2: that's actually true. Like uh, I played a lot of Battlefield when I, uh, when I was working at EA, and uh, with coworkers, we just that would be like our lunch break game. And uh, and I thought I was actually going to hate hate it, and I I grew to to like it quite a lot. It,
1: it turns out the group experience can uh, make up for uh, the game sometimes.
2: Yeah, and it was cool because like this was like back when I was in QA, so we were in like a cube farm, and so it was like a big LAN party essentially. It was it was
1: cool. Yeah. Yeah, like when I play Call of Duty, it's always with my friends. I'm not just like out there with I mean, I when I was being competitive at it, I was out there with randos, but uh, you know, for the most part it was a thing I did with friends. That's my answer. Tyler, you got an answer and this will be our last one. Or no, Tyler you're good. is Tyler is going to take
0: It's only 1:30. I've got hours in me. We got to get no, through these ty- questions. See, look, look at
2: you
1: taking this to extreme. I just mentioned that maybe we need to do a question episode and you're like,
0: oh, it's I'm the question just, episode. This go. is
2: it? I definitely don't have no. a 6-year-old who I need to feed. Oh
0: my god. Yeah. Jesus, you haven't fed her. Ah! (laughs) I could could make this list of just Mass Effect games, or just Bioware games, like... Mass Effect 2, like, I knew going into it because, like, I was into Mass Effect. Like, they, oh, they dumbed down the inventory system. It's just it's a stupid people RPG. It's, like, one of the greatest games of all time. Hmm. And then Mass Effect 3 was, like, fucking trashed by everyone. I didn't play that one on release. Everyone's like, oh, Mass Effect 3. Oh, the ending sucks. Oh, Mass Effect 3's garbage. Mass Effect is fucking awesome. Dragon Except Age Origins, ending. like, how does Bioware follow up Neverwinter Nights with this fucking stupid kiddie console RPG. Dragon Age Origins is fucking awesome.
1: I'm glad you said that, Tower, because I also love Dragon Age Origins. Yeah. I, I did not love Dragon Age 3, though.
0: I, I did not play. That Inquisition, I who yeah. talks about that? That was like Game of the Year everywhere. What was it like 2014, yeah. and fucking yeah, it no was, one talks it was about too, that game. It was
1: too big and too directionalist. And if I was going to do that, then Elder Scrolls is where I'm going to be for that.
0: Sure yeah that's that's the game where you wander around do nothing yep my last one uh deus ex human revolution i think i was hyped for this one but it was coming off the back of uh, deus ex invisible war invisible right that's what it was called uh and again like human revolution was so good maybe a little bit for its time i I bet shooters in that style are better now but oh man so those my games I think we all should right. just stick to Bioware games, because man, they they Rarely snatch victory from the jaws of defeat so many times.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Except for that one game, that's a little racist, um, I guess. you
0: know. And uh, <laughs> I, I, what are they even doing now? Was that, what's was that the one I,
2: re- I recommended people should play? Yeah, 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 yeah that, that one.
0: Yeah, and, and let's let's guys play you Anthem. I don't know anything about Anthem. That maybe Anthem's awesome. I mean, people hated Mass Effect Three, right? Maybe Anthem. Everyone's wrong about it.
1: The Mass Effect 3, the ending was bad. They did, they did like pro they like created this promised system and then they like really just like chickened out at the end. It just made it like what it was, felt like they just said, We got to ship it and they shipped it.
0: Does not matter. The, literally, the ending of uh, Deus Ex Human Revolution is the same thing. It's a game where you like make all these choices and shit, and then the ending of that game is like three different buttons you could press to get the ending cutscene in three different ways.
1: Yeah, well, that's one more option than you got Mass Effect until they patched it, and then they gave you a third. Option. I got
0: the patch with uh, three options. I'm like, oh, it's like Deus Ex yeah. Human Revolution. I love this game. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Anyways, yeah, Mass Effect three uh, was not was not terrible, but the ending it was just very disappointing, especially because you had all this build up. Because the Mass Effect games are great, uh, except Andromeda.
0: I never played Andromeda. Oh, yeah, maybe no I get out of should. series before they actually get bad.
1: Yeah, maybe. I
2: have no idea what you're talking about.
1: Stefan refuses to acknowledge Andromeda's existence. So, all right. There we go. There's uh, there's the crystal skull.
2: It's the crystal skull of Mass Effect. Oh, no. I don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Knackus
0: asks,
1: what? No, stop it. (laughs) Guys, let's move on. And I had to say guys again because I don't know what else to call you. Hey, boys, uh, fellas, uh, fellow podcast people. What games did you buy?
2: Uh, anything? I don't think I bought anything. Stefan, nope. Mm-mm.
1: Tyler.
0: Well, all right. Let's start with my computer stuff, guys. Uh, Torchlight, Stalker, and Company of Heroes. Anything, anyone for any of those? They're small box PC games, man. You guys do not care. I can already sense it from here. Karatika not... on Apple Two. Ooh, hot. Hot. Made by the guy who made so, Prince of Persia. He makes games that look really cool and aren't fun to play. Olympic decathlon on Apple II, one of the earliest Microsoft games and one of the earliest boxed games ever. Mm. Paid a hundred dollars for Olympic decathlon. Only That's, bitter. What a should, surprise. Should be your worst year. <laughs> I you know, I honestly could have brought it up. It's not, it's like in a little bit worse shape than I thought it was. Uh the one interesting thing I bought, I bought the UAE version of Wii Sports. Points to anyone who knows why I bought that. The
1: UAE version of esports? Of Wii Sports. Of Wii Sports. Is it because technically it released first? <laughs> <laughs>
0: good good guess. <laughs> no, so uh a shout out to my boys in the SAC Discord for pointing this one out to me. Um so, the UAE versions of, of modern games, maybe just Nintendo games, for whatever reason, there's just, like, tons of new old stock out there. Yeah, they must be cheaper are... in those territories. Yeah, that's the United, uh,
1: what? United? United Arab Emirates? Uh, yes, thank you. And,
0: like And I think they're sold in other countries, too, like Malaysia and Singapore.
1: Yeah, and they look just like U.S. copies. But
0: they have, they're like, this close. little, like, green, gray, yeah. and blue badge. There's, like, a little circle that's like, this is the shitty version of the game that you don't want.
1: Yeah, like, on all the Zeldas, you see it, like, you're like, oh, look at this cheap Zelda, and you're not getting a U.S. copy.
0: Uh, yeah. So, uh, the UAE version of Wii Sports comes in a DVD case that is white. So it's a full-size DVD case of Wii Sports that's not the stupid Nintendo Selects one. And someone pointed that out, and I'm like, yeah, I want one of those. So I went and bought one of those.
1: You know, I might have one of those just on accident. Either that or I had one made so I could put my Wii Sports in there.
0: Yeah, right. Well, now I hate that. Got the official cheap version of Wii Sports.
1: I I know I did that with, uh, what is it, Link's Shooting Ranger or whatever. The the Arrow game that came with.
0: You know, so (laughs) you know what I've never done? (laughs) I just realized the, the most me thing to do would be sensibly to look up what the Japanese version looks like and buy that. Japanese version, also totally just like a regular white DVD case, did not buy that version. Um, That's weird. So I'm just an idiot. I'm going to go buy a Japanese one. Japanese
1: version right now?
0: uh, Not right now, because I'm going to have to figure out how to say that in Japanese so I can go get it from Yahoo. I'm not going to spend $20 on eBay. If it's $20 on eBay, that means it's like a dollar in Japan. All right.
1: Um, Stefan. You know, you've had time to think about it. Did you buy any new games or anything?
2: Uh, no, not since, uh, not since Guardians. I think that was the last thing I I bought.
1: Okay. Well, I don't think you were on the show last time you talked about Guardians, were you?
2: No, I don't remember. So
1: you bought Guardians of the Galaxy. That's cool.
2: Oh, I heard that's one of the best games that came out this year. It, it, it is. I, I, w- I would say that. Sure.
0: Collector's Quest Game of the Year. Guardians of the Galaxy, because I don't think we can uh, get which only remakes. one of us have played.
1: <laughs> I, it's going to be Metroid. Tyler and I are going to get there, and the real answer for this year is going to be Metroid. Come on, Tyler. Tyler's actually probably going to hate it because he's such an elitist.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I hear it's hard. You know I like challenging uh, games.
2: I um, I, I think I have, I have, I have trouble getting over my own bullshit when it comes to that game. Like because I love Super Metroid so much that like every yeah, time you I
1: get in the way of yourself. All the time, I—it's ridiculous. You're like, I hate Breath of the Wild because I like Horizon, which makes no goddamn sense. Well,
2: no, I hate Breath of the Wild because it's not a good game. How no, um, but...
1: how could you be more wrong about a thing? How
2: <laughs>
0: like Johnny, you just not... wait. Breath of the Wild Two is gonna come out, and everyone's gonna start dumping on Breath of the Wild and be like, oh, it had all these problems, and no one cared about it. Sure, you know, right, Breath of the Wild Two is the only good game now. If they that bullshit, then
2: fine.
1: <laughs> no, it doesn't have bullshit. It has layers of complexity that you have to adjust to.
0: Is Stefan one of the people who hated that your sword breaks sometimes? Yes. Oh, what a fucking pussy!
2: (laughs) Racist, plain language.
1: Yeah, plain language. Uh, (laughs) What Tyler meant to say is uh, no pussy. I think is fine. I think. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I'm gonna go with it. That's rough, but yeah. All
2: right. Get
1: over it, crybaby. (laughs) Go play it. Um, Yeah. Not that vaginas are actually technically a weak structure they they go through a lot of abuse uh, so equating yeah, like them to me. weakness is a little you weird too. <laughs> oh yeah you are just like a vagina right. is that what you wanted us to it's say <laughs> i <laughs> stefan literally just now. came into this conversation and went yeah like me i need to be equated to a vagina all of a sudden and i don't know why that <laughs> happened
0: you're right, maybe There's the show something. does need to end And it can't just be
2: another hour Tyler, of questions Now Tyler does have to edit the show
1: <laughs> uh, I'll let Tyler Be the uh, arbiter of whether that gets edited out. Uh, <laughs> It could, and probably should But here we are Anyways, guys, uh, I'll tell you what I bought uh, It's not more interesting than What uh, Tyler bought, unfortunately um, This hasn't come yet But uh, I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's coming And it's gonna get here I bought uh, Crystal Castles. Hey, remember when I talked about that episode or so ago? Hey. Hey, I did. I I finally found a copy that was, like, acceptable. Um, Got that coming. I bought a copy of Defender, which I know, like, I'm talking about two Atari games, and people are very confused right now. (laughs) Like, uh, why is he doing this? So let me bring you back to reality. With me buying another copy of, uh, hey, if you remember earlier on the show when I talked about Fantastic Four, yeah, I bought a wee copy of it because it was a comic variant that I didn't, I thought I had it, I didn't. So yeah, I bought that, that felt bad. And, um, yeah, that's it for games. Oh no, I have a shameful purchase. So, oh, your Atari games didn't count? Okay. Uh, no, Defender has sweet art and Defender was a childhood game, so not at all. Like, are you gonna tell me the box art for Defender isn't sweet?
0: I it's it's one of those games where I I only associate like I see it and I just immediately associate it with being like a bulk game, so it's hard for me no. to like see the box yeah, art I, for what it is.
1: Yeah, I mean, but that doesn't matter. I'm not buying it because I'm like, oh, I got to get all the Atari. No, games. I, like, know, oh, I know, I, well,
0: oh, yeah, come I know. come on, you, there are games like that. I can't think of another. Oh,
1: absolutely, absolutely. There's a lot. Like combat is one. Uh, Yars Revenge. Like there's just a lot of like bulky Atari games. Anyways, I bought this stupid Lego Harry Potter one through four uh, for the DS. It's the collector's edition because it was a nicer box than the two boxes I already have. So I was like, oh, I'm going to upgrade that. it was also like $12. So it wasn't like an extreme purchase or anything. But yeah, Um, some other things I bought. uh, These are non video games. So sorry, guys, if you, you care about that. If you remember, I talked about some stupid hot wheel that, uh, I cried about at my fifth birthday party. I, and like, I went through the pangs of fire I'm like, why haven't I bought this yet? So I did finally go buy that. And, um, I bought, uh, talking about books some more, uh, interview with the vampire. And, uh, this will go for your shameful purchases. Uh, and rice died guys. Did you know that? Anne Rice mm. uh, is no longer with us. So I was like, mm, I've been meaning to get the first print of Interview with the Vampire. It's not a signed copy. I didn't do that. <laughs> I, was I was about to like, ask. It's not signed. I was just like, <laughs> uh, if I want the first print of this, I better go ahead and do it now. Um, literally, she died and my wife was like, you should go to the computer now. It was like one in the morning. I'm like, yeah, you're right. So, um, Yeah. That That's like another thing I bought.
0: Guys, so, start doing that when these people are like 65. Just like, get ahead of the curve here. <laughs> Come on. Don't wait until yeah, yeah. Alex Trebek has cancer to buy his autograph.
1: Yeah, I, well, like, I I have like most of our books already, and I already have a copy of Interview with a Vampire of like a, like a weird collection tip. But my wife and I like have our list of like, oh, yeah, these are our favorite books. We should have first prints of these. And, uh, you know, interview with a vampire was a book. Like I loved when I was like 14, I was like, yeah, this book is great. Good book. Um, yeah, I, I enjoy it and I, I liked the movie and I thought I was going to hate the movie, but I wound up liking it. Um, yeah. So I was like, yeah, I should, I should go do that. And it was just like on a list I made and I wasn't, I was buying other stuff. Uh, so I wasn't like really thinking about that. Then I found out she died. I was like, oh shit. Also, it's sad that Anne Rice died. Uh, cause I read a lot of her books. A lot of the vampire books, uh, later in the Vampire Chronicles get a little, little meh. Don't love them, but uh, interview with Vampire.
2: Super. She good. did a one-off called Vittorio the Vampire that I liked yeah. very much.
1: Yeah, that was uh, Vittorio. was that like? Two thousand. She did ninety. I think maybe? so.
2: Yeah, it was the one where like he was super religious. Yeah, that was yep. the. And it
1: came, it was like weird because it was like a small book. Like it came in a like weird, small f- book format. Yeah. That's the thing I, I actually dislike about a, v- a bunch of her books. They don't, they're not like, oh, this is the series and they're all printed in this size. You just get some weird sizes. Yeah. Um, yeah. She also did a one-off called Servant of the Bones, which was like a ghost story that I liked.
2: The, uh, just out of, just to say it, the last uh, video game purchase that I did make was October the 6th when I bought The Zombie versus Ambulance.
1: How? Oh, yeah, we talked about that. <laughs> uh, and now I've been like thinking about it, and I haven't looked yet, but I'm like, are there any uh, Interview with the Vampire or Vampire Chronicle games? Should I be buying those? That was a thing I, I thought I had, and how? I haven't followed up on that.
0: Okay, so I saw Interview with the Vampire a super long time ago. I don't remember the full movie, but how the fuck would you make that a video game?
1: How, how did they make... How do you make anything a video game? I don't know. Like...
0: You (laughs) You turn it into
2: a shitty 16-bit platformer, Tyler. Yeah, I have made seven Hannah Montana games, (laughs) so uh, you can you can you can make Uh, you you know what anything out of it. I bet you can get that interview
0: with a vampire IP for pretty cheap. It's not super relevant right now. Uh, Oh, except that
1: there's a there's a whole new series coming out. Um, That's the other thing. There's like uh, yeah, like a TV series coming out, so it's gonna get
2: maybe if it's any good
1: yeah um
2: also yeah like i keep
1: meaning to go buy a uh what's it called uh hitchhiker's guide is another like a computer game i need to go buy and a first print of that book
2: also tyler any ip that a studio owns uh will not be cheap as soon as you tell them that you want it That's how that works. It's like little kids who like don't play with toys, their toys until another little kid wants to play with their toy. And then it's their favorite toy. It's, it's very similar to that. That actually funny enough, they were talking about that in the like Q and a section of the MST3K show, uh, last night where they were talking about having to like license these like old shitty movies from major, uh, Major IP holders that just through through various buying buyouts over the years happened to own the rights to like some shitty movie that they didn't even know that they owned, and then the MST3K folks come knocking and they're like, "Yeah, you need to give us a hundred thousand um, dollars." Yeah. So uh, yeah, there's no cheap IPs that are already owned by uh, by studios. That was the damn capitalism. Break you over the coals. At
0: it again, Stefan. Yep. Hate it. We need sure. to, to something, the means of production. Um, Johnny. Yep. Uh, can you go get your copy of crystal castles?
1: Uh, no, I just said it. It is not here yet.
0: Oh, what the, I said- yeah, right, can we go look at the, the eBay listing the picture? Yeah. Yeah. What do you, all right. You can we, uh, about? can we go to the back?
1: Uh, sure. You want to know what if you- it's an 87 or an 88 mm-hmm. about to hit three hours. I don't know.
0: Can we go look at that copyright line at the bottom?
1: Yep, I see it.
0: Uh, what does that say
1: there? Um, this one says... Oh, weird. I got the 88. I thought I bought an 87. 88, Atari So It's not the first print. All rights reserved. Made in Hong Kong. Printed in Hong Kong. Video Arcade and Video Arcade. If are trademarks of Sears, Roebuck, and Co. Designer by Pete C. Uh, Nitty... Uh...
0: Johnny, it looks like you're about to buy another copy of Crystal Castle so you can get that first print.
1: Yeah, I know. I, I thought I bought the 87, but I did not.
0: Johnny, this game came out in 1984. Uh did you can get that made in USA.
1: Oh, I thought I thought I, I was like, you know, I'm glad you said it came out in 84 because I was really conflicted. I was like, did I because I remember picking this game as a kid. I was like, really? 1988? That's very or 87. I'm like, that's weird. It, I felt like I was much younger, because that's like, the Nintendo was already out. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. I'm like,
0: man. But I mean, they were still was, printing uh, them, I guess, in 1988. Yeah. So people were buying them. Atari now had I'm legs.
1: Um, yeah, well, I mean, there's it's funny, because I like, mainly saw 87s, and uh, now you tell me that there's an 84, and, that, and I know there's 88, so yeah, it was still going.
0: So wait, what is this a is this a rare variant, Johnny? Did you not see this? Do I need to go look for a, a first print Crystal Castles and get Johnny's childhood box art staring me in the face? Yep.
1: Uh. I'll, yeah. The eighty eight version has a dumbass yellow badge on it.
0: Uh. That sounds pretty dumbass. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or no, that's the eighty six version. I think has the badge.
0: Yeah. Anyways. Whatever. No, it's an eighty eight version. I'm pretty. Sure I have a sealed copy of this, but I'm I'm positive it's not the first print because I'm sure I got it for ten dollars. Anyway, I just wanted to talk. Super about Super compelling
2: content.
0: Fuck off, okay. Steppin. <laughs> All right, that is
1: that it for the show. That, we're gonna end, end it. End, we're gonna end our year in review with fuck off, <laughs> Steppin.
2: <laughs> Speaking of uh, things you can use for ringtones.
1: Yeah, I mean th- th- that's a good way to end it, especially when we ended that one with. Uh, I call him Tyler an asshole. So yeah, that, that's <laughs> it. You want to get, you want to deliver it one more time? I'm good. All right. Uh, guys, where are we finding you? Oh, I said it again. I say it every, episode.
2: um, just Google art of Nintendo power. I'll be the first thing that comes up. Uh, but I'm on the Twitters. That's probably the best way to actually talk to me. If you want to talk to me, um, and I'm on Instagram and I am, uh, on the YouTubes. All
1: right. Ta-da. Tyler?
0: Uh, all right, guys. I'm default gen, default gen. I'm all the places except for Video Game Sage because the website doesn't exist anymore.
2: Yeah, and the alternate that they had made also doesn't work. Wait,
0: Video Game Sage's stopped working?
2: Yeah, at least last time I checked.
0: No, it's working. Oh. Um,. Anyway, like DNS, Amazon, Google DNS took down video game. Sage. it's been down for multiple days. It's kind of funny. I don't know. (laughs) Cause Google sucks. Huh? Interesting. All
1: right. Everything's lost. Everything's gone and everything's dead. Merry Christmas. Okay. I I'm Johnny. You can find me on Instagram at Johnny underscore. Iuchi, uh, video game Sage at Johnny. If, uh, it ever exists again uh, hopefully i don't have to like create an account for a new website and uh, that's pretty much it yeah that's it and our patreon which i already mentioned so i'm not going into that again all right guys thanks so much for listening we really appreciate it hope your new year is great hope you had a nice christmas and everything and uh you know i hope the future looks bright let's uh move on to the new year with this bye
0: that is our show guys. It took me a real long time to edit this cuz I have been enjoying the holidays not being on the internet. Let me tell you, it has been wonderful. Errata for the show, uh, the best game I played this year is actually Undertale, which I just played through 3 times. I'll talk about it next episode though. Thank you to 8bit A P E bit 8bit.fancamp.com he does our intro music and thank you to all the patrons you guys have been here all year i don't even do we even have a patron patreon for the entire year i have no idea uh it's crazy how many patrons we have uh i seriously thank you guys so much super crazy we just wanted to cover like hosting costs and some equipment costs and now we end up talking for an hour just to get more content out there for the patrons after like every other show so Thank you. Uh, Richard Patron number one, Bowden. Canadian variant alert, Chris Glidden. Nintendo World Champion, Daniel Jaxvic. High-end collector, Andrew Brim. 50 Hertz is good enough for me, Andre. Ben Parker, a bad enough dude to rescue the president. Video games were meant to be slabbed, Brandon Ackley, Brian Gupta, and Pocky and Rocky with Becky. Mint Condition, Brian J. Mora, The Strictly Limited, Super Rare, Bruno, Fat Cat Collector, Chris Jackson, Chris SNK, Too Many NES Accessories, Morozek, Johnny's GBA Hookup, Coffee with Mr. Saturn, Playing With Power, Connor Strange, The Last Game You Need For The Set, Cory O'Brien, Unpunched Hang Tab, Dustin Beagle, He has returned to judge this city, Eric Addison, Man of Nintendo in the world of Nintendo, Funky Brewster. The actual shinobi, just Sonic the Kid, Jeff the Game Boy, Ferris. Red Pyramid Thing, Jonathan Shadows, The Nintendo Tape Archivist, Joseph Leo Lance Lord Heartstyle Z The Degenerate Matt Fall Mr. CIB, get your loose Genesis carts out of here Land, Employee, Platform Agnostic Dog, Fred the Game Shark, Happy New Year The Famicom Fox, Retro Game enthusiast, They could be Ghosts and Goblins twice, Chefish Video Game Connoisseur, who knows they're better than modern games, The Fuzzy, Sean, The Gamer Collective, The New Craft, who can beat Mega Man without the pause trick, previously unknown variant, Tim Walker, from the internet, Todd Fisher, Can't Put Limits on Collecting, VG Collectaholic, The Willennium, Will Joe, Keeper of the Zelda variant, Zero X Def Code, getting the full PS2 set because Stefan still won't all caps. What a 9.8 A++. Benji, the actually rare Bird Dog Gaming. Brandon Rogers, whose favorite episode is the wrestling episode. Dropping the Mario 64 Penguin off the map. Brandon Chacker, still finding deals in 2021, uh, 2022. (laughs) Colton Murphy, I'm going to update that one. I mean, I assume you're still finding deals. A winner is him. David Green, Derek Lauer, who made me edit this show. Didn't do a good job this week. Don Libby, the hero of time, actually understands the Zelda timeline. Jeff Pierce, he is error. Jeff Russell. Jeremy Jarvis, here for the Pog Talk. Joe, actually plays his game pity, Video game art collector, because video games are art. Justin Chichio, lateral movement, who's got a Donkey Kong kill screen coming up. Michael, post in the Discord right now, Chiaramonte. Nick, the video game database, Morgan, homebrew mastermind, Dvertov, the other guy who collects Korean releases, peaceful games, dungeon master, Reed Stubenick, the promoter, retro RPG podcast, Tom, obscure variant chaser, Chase, Zaventorian, he knows all ninety-seven Nintendo games, thirty-two bits or less, do the math. Andrew, actually collecting N-Gage, O, default gen, J-E-N and B Nugs. Chesno, all your base are belong to him. Colby, he is Sinistar. Corhagen does what Nintendo don't. Daniel McArdle, who thought this was the Retronauts Patreon. The Modern Database, Danny Gomez. The philatelist, Dork Overlord. My childhood PlayStation Idol. Game-Rave.com. Joseph Rogers got 50,000 on Double Dragon. I haven't seen The Wizard in years. I don't even know if I'm doing that, like, intonation correctly, but it was something like that. Collector of everything, including Atari, Kalen McAteer, Sam, Sega Mark III Marks, and Sean, the video game, Illuminati LaCroix. Thank you guys so much.